Hey everyone, the Spoken Mist turned one year old on May 10th. Um, and I just wanted to take the time and thank everyone who's come on the show, and obviously everyone who's been listening on Spotify or wherever you have been. I really appreciate your support. Um, last year, I really missed people, and um, this podcast helped center me with fun, friendship, and a framework to you know keep sane during the pandemic. Um, and it will continue to do so as we create this new normal, whatever that is. But as we approach episode 50, I have a few plans and ideas for the show going forward, which I'll announce later down the road. But for now, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, I stream episodes of the podcast uh, live on Twitch for the guests who are comfortable. Um, and it's really just there if you want to talk about things as they happen, like current events stuff, like happens that week or something, because, you know, the regular podcast will be a few weeks down the road. Um, but you can go there and fact check us, or you can just have us in the background while you do other things. Um, they also happen randomly, but I usually try to aim for Thursday through Sunday. Um, and there's some plans for that too as well, but you know, those will come later anyways. But yeah, I wanted to say once again, thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next show. Hello and welcome back to the spoken mist the conversation podcast about anything and everything, but mostly reconnecting with people. This is episode 40, and I'm here talking with my friend Mason. Skip ahead to get lost in the conversation, but if you're curious, we talk about expanding the Supreme Court, awkward ex situations, paying for porn, fraternity drama, premium access, in and out, hookup culture, bro nights, candles, and lots of miscellaneous things in between. Welcome to the show, Mason. How Hi. are you? Man, I'm so glad to see you again. It's It's been actual years. It has. It really has. And that's really unfortunate but that's what the point of this <laughs> it's the whole yeah oh, it does but yeah, this I, is the I whole this. point I love this, the whole point i forgot my fucking seltzer downstairs so i am half a mind to go grab it and just put ourselves on a our brb screen for a second because if you're drinking then i want to you can go you stuff. yeah you can go you can go grab i can go grab another one because we'll probably go through a few maybe right. possibly i don't know maybe um, but before I maybe. decide to step away, maybe, uh, could you introduce yourself for uh -huh. people who might not know you? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, let me make sure I get close enough to uh, my microphone here. Uh, so uh, I'm Mason. Uh, I've known Cisco since late middle school, early high school-ish. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a hot minute. Yes, uh, at least 10 years. At least 10 years. Oh, Jesus god 10 years whoo all right uh terrifying <laughs> it's been, it's been, god we're getting old but i don't feel like it <laughs> uh yeah so uh i've, I've known cisco Ooh, don't kick my desk uh <laughs> uh I, i've known cisco for a, a hot minute um we went to different high schools but uh we've always been like pretty close we've always like tried to hang out with uh, the homies at least once a month we would mm -hmm. have these things called bro nights which i fondly remember and love uh but um yeah i'm in my last semester of college right now i'm almost done i'm like a month left i don't know uh just taking life uh as it goes uh day by day and uh i'm just uh i'm, I'm pretty open book so like, you, you guys will find that out and hopefully I, at least make you guys laugh a little bit That'll be cool. And I'm sure you will. Um, but on that note, I'm going to go grab some shit before we get into these questions, because I feel like this would be a good, a good day to have a couple of drinks. Um, 
In the meantime, though, if you're listening to the podcast right now, Mason is either going to entertain you or just sit here awkwardly. Uh, This is uh, (laughs) something for me to edit out or not. If you're watching the live stream, have fun staring at my chair while I'm not here. All right. I'll BRB. (laughs) All right. It appears that Cisco is leaving the chair. He's about entering the door. Oh, he's exited the door. And uh, yeah. I hope everybody's having a great night. Uh, I'm just going to randomly talk to you guys. And uh, yeah. Uh, Something Cisco might have forgotten that I used to do is I used to do a bunch of voices. We used to like. Like improv together as, as voices, so like, and uh, I might be able to remember some of the voices I do right now. Like, uh, he always liked uh, my Stewie Griffin one. Like, uh, hey Brian, it's me, Stewie Griffin. Hey, busted. And uh, let me get some some liquid in the throat so I can do another one. Oh, oh no, he's back. Oh, I'm back. Oh boy. With Kirkland sensors. Sensors. Kirkland sensors. Celt sirs. Jesus. Okay. Now I'm back. I'm I'm, going to have to edit this fucking episode more than I do the other ones. Oh, well, who cares? It is a okay. Okay. (laughs) Now that I am back, is there a question that you wanted to start us off with? Or should I go first? Uh, So just go with you because, like, I, I, uh, I didn't, uh, I got halfway through the, the last podcast and then I realized like, oh, I might be on one of these and I don't want to accidentally repeat one of these questions. So if anybody has a gets a repeating question, thank you for listening to the previous episode. You guys are awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, let's, uh, do I have any good questions right now? Uh, if you don't, I can go first. It's no problem. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. It'll, it'll go organically. All right, then. This is a question that I was wondering because I recently saw on the news that the that some Democrats in uh, Congress decided to introduce a bill uh, expanding the Supreme Court. And so I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about a potential expansion to the Supreme Court? So the Supreme Court in itself is an interesting body of government. Um, so I, I personally don't like how they shoehorned uh, the last Supreme Justice in during uh, the last few months of a presidency. Um, that, that itself is a controversial hot take, but was approved by both sides of Congress. Uh, I don't necessarily think she had the necessary qualifications because the, you're dealing with law and she wasn't the greatest, uh, didn't have a lot of uh, lawyering experience, if I remember correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, no, you're so, right. yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, yeah. So here's the, th- the, the thing is, because they're jobs for life, uh, it, makes it, it uh, makes it hard for like people to like, they like almost keep up with like how like on the pulse of the nation kind of thing. And having too many people to not, not, that many people on is always going to be a thing and it has to be an odd number so if it increases it by two two seats that's fine if it increases by one seat that's bad because then you'll have a tied decision it always has to be an odd number and i don't know if this is exactly a thing that they want to introduce because uh the reasoning is because of the the shoehorning of the last supreme justice uh during an election year and because if they do add another one it will now 
be, I think, equal again or Democratic-led. It, it's it's an interesting thing because it could be easily seen as a government entity, uh, a poli- the, the Democratic Party trying to expand its power uh, past a, a presidential term. So like some people might be saying, oh, this is just Biden trying to uh, get back at the Republicans. So like if, uh, if he croaks on, on the, uh, during his presidency or right, immediately right, right after, he's gonna have his influence and power far reaching because that person's, uh, whoever gets appointed is gonna have a longer lifespan than typically the president or something like that. It, so it, it's, it's an interesting thing. I would like to hear what both sides of the two party system, which is a whole other thing. I don't, we should have more than two parties, but what can you do? Uh, you can do a lot. But yeah. We could do okay. a lot, but like, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, so as far as I know, um, the idea was to introduce four new justices to make the number mm-hmm. eleven, um, and they would also all four mm-hmm. of them would be appointed by Biden. Um, so the Democrats would have a two-person essentially lead, I guess. Mm-hmm. But here's 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 the thing that I always, I always kind of get at is that like sure it's like political like fuckery like it's it's definitely like oh the democrats are making a play for power um but at the same time the republicans pushed a supreme court justice Justice literally just months yeah within months of or what was it months or weeks of the last previous from the from from when when she died to when the other person got in was about a week and a half See, exactly. And no one's it's ever going to say like, it's it's like horse fuckery bullshit. No, because it fucking is. And that's the whole fucking point is that this mm-hmm. is a shitty precedent. Sure. But like when you play with people who are doing this in such bad fucking faith, like mm-hmm. there's fuck a lot them. it seems petty or not. Like, you know? fuck, I, I think fuck them. I think if you can get it past, fuck them. Fuck them. Mm-hmm. They insulted the memory of a Supreme Court justice by passing her successor in a week, by breaking their mm-hmm. you know promise that they'll get uh they'll let the American people decide the Supreme Court justice. Um, it's just mm-hmm. pure mm-hmm. stupid political rat fuckery. So I could take it. Yeah, I would very much be okay with it. Honestly. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, but I also wouldn't be mad that. It- didn't happen it does make it more interesting because in theory they'll be able to hear more cases or less cases but uh, because it might take the debating process of each case longer and it also kind of depends on like who they appoint which is going to be the big thing or is he going to try to get more blues also like three blues and a red to where it's just democrats are barely ahead or is it all going to be blue because if you uh when it's all blue then there's going to be bullshittery up in the fucking air it just has to, as always like i always want the best person to be to to do to be in power whoever's mm-hmm. going to do the best job for the people whether it be red or blue most of the time almost 99 percent of the time it seems to be blue these days uh people i don't it's political history is interesting political history like, is uh, interesting and the idea of political yeah. parties I, this is how i treat political history and political parties the second that the whigs mm-hmm. and the federalists decided to be like we're a political party that was one uh 
George Washington like just face immediately. It, it, he just went face like he's stupid. Uh, said Jefferson and Hamilton do not make parties. And guess what they did? Uh, Adams, they threw a party. Sorry, John Adams. And they threw a party. And ever since then, we've been destined for a situation like this. It's yeah. almost low-key inevitable. So I don't consider myself part of any political party. Uh, the political Same. party I espouse is the Cisco thinks for himself party. The mm-hmm. I am a individual American with my own individual thoughts. Yes. And that works for me. And it has been for every single election since I since yeah. I was 17 and signed up for uh, my voting rights. Yeah, my parents, uh, my dad, Republican, my mom, Democrat. So I listened to both sides of the party and like, they were like expressing like, they didn't, uh, uh, they're like, you're going to like figure out things for yourself if you want. We're not going to go to church as a kid. So you don't like feel like you have to do this because it you want you, if you're going to go to church if you want to go to church. Like, we're not going to like indoctrinate you into something that's going to uh, last your entire life unless you want to except i guess barbecue and football but that's just (laughs) so that was that was going to stay regardless because i love those things but like i they don't harm you they don't harm you personally essentially not saying that religion harms or anyone but like it's it's going against your will i guess was what they're saying they're not indoctrinating you making you like barbecue and football i think is just like a natural progression of what they like probably yeah it it, like they're not going to like force it upon anybody like my sister doesn't like football she every so often likes uh, some barbecue but like we're not gonna give her shit like like bible thumper because she's not you didn't touch your fucking ribs today fucking banished from the church kind of like i, I don't know analogy went out of hand but you know <laughs> i get it I, I i i understand sort of i mean i'm always like i kind of am ambivalent towards sports in general either i i'm gonna be real i don't watch sports i've never watched sports my dad took us to uh, an a's game once upon a time and i remember sitting there going like way up in the seats going like i can't fucking see shit i can't see the person batting i can't see the ball being hit all i hear is the yeah tink and then people running and then like i can't even see their faces i could just see like little like human bodies running and i was like i don't yeah. care and if you don't this. like watching Baseball is one of the harder ones to watch because it's like a on TV, boring as shit unless you're super involved and invested. Watching it in, in person while you're a minor is significantly less fun than when you can drink. <laughs> True. I have not gone back to any games since I've been able to drink, to be honest. Yeah. Well, okay, that's uh, actually kind of it, one of the things I want to do once Corona is like over with. Yeah. Ace games are typically like 50 bucks. They're cheap because they're a cheap organization. The tickets are cheap, so and it's in Oakland. So like people are like, I don't want to go to Oakland. It's scary. I'm gonna go to the Giants instead because that's San Francisco and and it's totally less scary when there's hobos and shit everywhere and the problems are the same. Barcadero Station. Woo! Good times we've had there. <laughs> okay. I think it is time for you to pick a question. All right. Uh, let's uh, pick a number one through 10. We'll go for that. Uh, 69. All right. Uh, six and then nine. Uh, so let's go with number six. Uh, looking back, uh, would you from high school be proud of the man you are today? And uh, what would you have liked to accomplish in the same time that you've had from high school you to now, from future you to now? 
if that makes any sense. I think I have to drink a little bit more of the seltzer. Hold hold up, hold up. (laughs) We we could jump to nine. Nine's an easier question. Nope, you asked. Now I have to answer. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. Here, here's here's a weird conundrum. Is that mm-hmm. I like to think that I'm very still much in touch with all my younger selves, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I, you know, I write and tell stories, and all my biggest story is based off a younger version of all to me, basically. Um, Have you carried on that uh, that alien story? Yes, that yes, that- that's exactly what I'm referring was, was that, to. Was that the the story that you were talking about with Kyle? Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> Holy Dude. shit. Dude, Let's it go. Is, I, I literally, okay, hold on. Before we get into this, I submitted a, 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 my pilot of that thing to um, mm-hmm. uh, a Nash, uh, National Hispanic Media Coalition's like screenwriters mm-hmm. program to see if like, I can get into the program and, you know, learn more yeah. about screenwriting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just did that yesterday, which is why I had to push to that oh, our interview yeah, no problem. today. Beautiful, beautiful um, reasoning. I spent the entire day trying to write a non shitty bio. I still think I wrote a shitty bio, but like, I am. I feel are going to inherently shitty. Do you remember how Dane didn't give a shit for any of his plays? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty <laughs> it was pretty blatant. Um but yeah. like um yeah, so that's what I was doing so I've been working on it since. So high school me would be proud that I'm, you know, actually doing this shit. Mm-hmm. I think that also old high school me would be A little disappointed probably mm-hmm. that i didn't come to the conclusion sooner i guess because when i when i went to college i i i went for psychology i wanted to study psychology i wanted to be mm-hmm. a therapist because um i felt yeah. like that would be my best way to uh figure out what's going on in my head and then helping people yeah, who had, you exactly. know what's going on in their head but at the same time there's a whole lot going on in my life uh, and it really dragged down my grades. My mental health was deteriorating faster and faster when I could not keep up with these impacted classes, when I couldn't get the classes I needed to continue this major. And I think he would be dis- my previous me would be disappointed that I even thought that was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I know that's weird to say, but I think they'd be this. I previous me would be disappointed that I wasted essentially wasted like a couple, a few semesters trying to do something that I knew ultimately I never wanted to really in my soul wanted to do. Yeah. And it like, and it sucks because like, I can't help but think like if I had had the confidence sooner, all of the changes that were positive in my life to where I'm at now could have just happened in high school could have happened in like, I could have gone to a different school. I could have gone to this. I could have done this. I could have done that. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm also the mind that the past makes you who you are and, you know, shapes exactly. you who you are in the moment. So I'm not like upset about all the choices that I made, but I have a, I still have this like feeling like I'm making up for lost time throughout everything. Because yeah. When I was in high school, I was just too afraid to, to really take the leap because I, you know, kid teenagers don't have much self-confidence and when someone asks you at 17 what do you want to do for the rest of your life you're like uh that's that's socially acceptable or that's what i think i want to do and then you know you figure things out and that's not what you want to do and that's just the nature of life yeah i I also think it's a bit of a like i've said it for years like say la vie like such as life uh hindsight's 2020 so Mm -hmm. as an adult like i view the stuff that like 
I could have looked back on and be like, oh, wow, I was a dumbass. Like, just going through all my past relationships in my head, like, literally talking to about them yesterday with my little brother. Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, Jesus, Lord, I was a dumbass. And also, I should have, like, I shouldn't have been, uh, I shouldn't have put up with the bullshit that I, that I dealt with because roast tinted glasses and shit like that. Um, and, like, it, I 100% agree with you that uh, everything that uh, has... Uh, that I went through has accumulated into me what I am today and I as much as I would like to have changed the things that I have done I also think I wouldn't change a single thing because I as of right now I'm happy with the person I am I could always be better but I'm not uh disappointed in myself if that makes mm-hmm. any sense no I that mean, does make sense yeah I mean I, it's, it's kind of hard though to kind of to kind of imagine even how you would have been had those things not happened, you know, because they have profound yeah. effects on you. Like the fact that you can even remember like your, all your ex-girlfriends and stuff is, you know, a testament to what they meant to you, even as a yeah. a person, not saying that, you know, that's yeah, good I mean, or bad. Like, Cause I'm sure there was some, there's some, yeah. They were long relationships, but like, you know, the, the uh, stuff that happened inside of them, the impact they had is what trust stinks. me. Some have had some lasting impacts. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume it's a bad thing, and I'm sorry well, about I mean, that. No, I mean, I've learned deeply from them. Like, uh, like, uh, the one time, one of my favorite memories, which is oddly enough, like, not a great memory, but it's a great memory in hindsight because of like the the love that we've mm-hmm. shared, like me, me and the homies have shared with each other was a, after, oh God, I'm not gonna say her name. Uh, after the w- person I dated in high school, uh, we broke up and then the person that both of us were mutually friends with uh, hooked up with this person like a day after. Jeez. And then came into that, into your house for the bro night thinking he was early but like because i was sad because wait, I, wait 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 what what was this what what explain the situation a bit more i don't i you could i would say tell names but maybe initials initials might be better to not talk shit but i'm struggling to comprehend when this happened because so this was senior year okay um i was sa- i was a little sad that i was like almost i was almost like ultimatum like hey we're not really talking anymore like you've gotten super cold and distant and like I can't be in a relationship with you if you're not giving equal amounts of effort. And I see myself checking out and I don't like seeing myself checking out. So we better end this unless we make some changes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I later find out from one of my homies that like a, one of the things that was going through this person's mind was uh, out of all the, all the things that were going through the mind, like other than depression and like, the anniversary of a friend, of a friend's death, uh, had to drop her off at her mom's house, and then literally like was like, "Hey, here's your daughter. She's super depressed. You guys need to talk about it." Um, like on her on on the doorstep, like she's just kind of sad and crying in my arms. And then, like I literally like dragged her mom out. I was like, "You guys need. You, there's some unresolved issues here. You guys need to. This is what it is. Talk about it. If you finish what you talk about, great. But it's as a other person a third party person you guys this is what this is like your stuff this is yeah, your this is, this is your guys's thing to fix i can't yeah i can't 
fix it because I'm just a high school boyfriend. Um, you are mother and daughter. And this person said because of this and feels like you're not about this. I'm just going to be the person that says it. Walk away. Kind of thing. Like I was mm-hmm. like, bye, honey. We'll talk about this later, but you get, you got to, I've done all I can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you, so did you do that? Like a knee, like a, you felt compelled to help, but you didn't know how. Yes. Okay. Primarily. Like I was like, Oh, I've tried everything. Like me and three other people, like she just, broke down like in the uh, backstage so i was like oh and like you know me like i have to like if i saw somebody i had to help them which is something that i've had to learn to put myself first rather than mm-hmm. other people first that was because it's self-sacrificial it's like yeah. martyr self-martyrdom essentially yeah like uh everybody used to call me like an emotional sponge because everybody would cry on my shoulder and then like i would internalize everything and yada yada, yada. so like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so we would, uh, uh, I was like, well, you, you, have, you have some of these things to deal with. Like, uh, there was talk like between one of my good friends and her be like, Hey, have you guys done anything like you guys, uh, think, uh you guys hook up at all? Or like, because you guys have been dating for a while, you're seniors in high school, you guys are adults, yada, yada, yada. Are you gonna... mm. and she's like, well, no, he has to pressure me to do that. Like, should he pressure me to do that and stuff like that so like that's another thing going in her head and then like but not talking to me about it mm-hmm. to my memory she has not she didn't talk about it at all because like we were both pretty much almost distancing each other each, uh, each other yeah but uh, uh fast forward a little bit she was ready to she's like mentally is like i'm gonna like rock this dude's world and then like when i was like oh we need to like talk and like yada 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 it's like i want this to work but like it doesn't it won't work if you won't talk to me and to that point the person was like yeah you're probably right all right let's let's end this but then but then she hooks up with the guy that she was like not not my not third party my third party friend was the one who was like well talking her up about like a Hey, if you guys actually want to hook up or or anything, you guys got this is what you might want to do. This is a good place to sneak away and do that because both of your parents are a little restrictive, yada yada yada. But this third party friend that was helping her through talking through emotionally and stuff like that. Um who the person this person always wanted to date, and I happen to have been a rebound. Um ouch. Oh god, there's a few. Fuck. I've been a rebound a few times for my long relationships. Uh, please have more self-respect. Please, please. I tell, well, please it, tell me you gained some after so many years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. But, like, good. it's the second one, the one that I, uh, that I dated for the longest. I didn't know it was a, a rebound until a few months ago. That a third-party friend, ex-best friend, was like, oh, yo, this is everything that went, kind of went down. But, like, she didn't tell you about so like, uh, that's, a, that's another can of worms but we're focusing on this one <laughs> so this other friend who was the aforementioned friend that we that mm-hmm. showed up to your house uh was like oh, oh well uh maybe we should talk about this in person or something like that i don't I didn't get all the details i didn't want all the details <laughs> yeah yeah uh, why would you want that yeah why would i want that um 
So I need I need a, initials. I'm I'm like struggling to figure out what just just say it. Just say a letter. I'm not trying to like get you to be like gossipy, but like I, I'm struggling to picture who uh, can people see the the zoom chat? No, people won't be able to see. Oh, they can. Here, Ta- I'm gonna type message, message, me, then- message me on Twitter. Message me on Twitter. You got it. You got it. Where the fuck is my phone? There it is. Uh, do. So I'm going to continue uh, talking while, while I send this. So this person was like, oh, I'm going to uh, help you out talking in person. Um. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It is making so much sense. Okay. Yeah. So this is the thing. I remember when I was I was talking to you, Nico, and Nathan. We were all talking. I was being very sad. And like I was sitting in the chair that we used to have for the 64 that was kind of in the kitchen. So you and you when you walked in, you wouldn't be able to see it from your parents' place. Okay. I, I feel like I don't need like a full on description of everything going on. I think I yeah, no, 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 but it's, it's important to the story. All right, so all right, I'm all right. Si- I, I'm sitting in this chair that you can't see. Person walks into the door, into the room. Hey, Cisco, you're not going to believe who I just hooked up with. Walks past and sees me, you, everybody else. And then everybody else is just like, stay in the chair. Like, pinning me to the chair. And like, you're like, well, you should, you should probably, you should probably go. This is not the place for you right now. Oof. Because he came off with like ripping off the shirt so you see the scratch marks. Oof. And then like Oof. Yeah. I think I'm starting to remember this and this yeah. is so cringe. <laughs> this is so cringe. Then, obviously, I, I still work at the same place I worked in high school. So his ex-girlfriend and I worked at the same place literally next shoulder to shoulder next to each other mm-hmm. and they would come in all the fucking time 5 45 uh on fridays at 5 45 every single day and and also on saturday How you, i hate that you memorized that <laughs> i didn't have to memorize i had to memorize it because literally like lean over the counter hi mason hi hmm. and we're like hi guys how can I serve you today? Oof, knowing knowing what I what I being cl- being having had been close to them, uh, currently not. Uh, mm-hmm. Low key, that is one hundred percent a thing they would do. Mm-hmm. And here's the part that annoyed me was they didn't realize that they were doing this. Like they were like, "Oh, my friends work here. Let's go see them. We're on a date night. Smoochy, smooch, smooch." One time they made out in the dining room. Like, and then we got female ex-girlfriend's boyfriend at the time to literally like order number 32, drops the food in front of them. You guys want ketchup with that? And then like big dude, just literally like lean over the dude. You guys want that to go? Make it to go. That's great. Uh, like it was it was something that I had to endure for however long that relationship was twice a week yikes yikes that's all i can say that must feel like shit we have gotten <laughs> so off the rails but that is a-okay Whoa. Uh, i think it is my turn yeah yeah but no i understand why that would be like super 
fucking frustrating. That's just yikes. Just yikes. I can't, that's yeah, all I can I really have, say. All I can say I, is I have a yikes. Few, I, we, we could talk about like any of the other relationships too that are Oof. somewhat similar. I could talk about the team I that think, I recently learned. <laughs> that I think I think we could one. talk about that later on a different day. I think we should get through a question. Later on a different day. Yeah, let's go through the or questions. Or if, if, it, bring, if it gets brought up through the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Natural. Sure. I just want... That's just one of my favorite memories that we've that we've shared together. <laughs> that is such a terrible fucking memory to have. Though. Yeah, but like it's literally, it's like, also hilarious though. To be honest, it's that hilarious. Is some straight like, comedic timing. That yeah. is like some sitcom level shit. <laughs> That's some sitcom shit. Like I think I swear to God, I think it was on Friends at one point. Jeez, <laughs> you, can't, you can't make that. You can't make that shit up. And that's why, like, when you were remembering it, because I I. I forget about it until that person's brought up and then I get like a fucking that's a raven zoom into my eye flashback <laughs> like oh yeah that happened shit whatever fuck them <laughs> don't worry I get like that too someone recently uh, like rejogged my brain from memory I forgot that I totally had and I was like just stunned into silence like oh my god that that fucking happened wow but on a totally different side note um since we are talking about relationships and in relationships uh people usually or if you know they're consenting adults have mm-hmm. sometimes sex sexual encounters stuff like that hanky panky hanky panky um so have you ever paid for porn or only fans ah and if you have not would you ever pay here's okay so this is a, a layered question that also kind of comes back into a story you must um, answer. I. So here's the thing. Um, I. First off, if you're a sex worker, get your money, get your what, do what you got to do, like get that bread, that kind of thing. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge you because you do OnlyFans or anything like that. Like, I'm not a fucking, I don't give a shit. Like, you got to do what you got to do. One of my friends that you also know went to your high school. Um, okay. Message you, you name. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I, for people listening in, um, this isn't like we're not trying to be high school gossipy, really. Mm-hmm. It's just that I prefer knowing people for context because these are memories and people. This is about reconnecting. Mm-hmm. I don't try to keep it okay. I can't spell her name, but it's fine. You're fine. You're chilling. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I would hang out with her as a coworker, uh, and then, uh, she was like, well, yo, I'm, uh, uh, I'm doing this, uh, this OnlyFans thing. And I was like, all right, cool. Whatever you do, you homie. And like, she's like, well, you always said you would, uh, support your friends. You're like, I was like, ah, you got me. Was, uh, then I was like, yeah, sh- sure. Put it in my phone, whatever. I'll, I'll subscribe for the free thing, like whatever. Uh huh. Here's uh huh. Here's like nice cover story. Nice cover uh-huh, story. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. She then handed it back. She's like, "All right, here you go." It's, it's like on my page. I was like, "Whatever," and I locked it, put it in my pocket, forgot about it because I had to. I was running late because I had to go have uh, a dinner with one of my homies. I was like, "All right, I got. I got to go." Like whatever. This is this is a weirder interaction of the day, but not the weirdest. <laughs> uh, so I go go back, <laughs> go to my homie's house. We're there, we're drinking and stuff like that. And then I was like, oh, I had it just auto connected to my phone from the uh, the speaker. And 
<laughs> he's like, well, hey, let me put on the song. I was like, you know the password on my phone. I don't give a shit. <laughs> he opens it. He's like, hey, yo, what the fuck is this, homie? I was like, what? And he's like, well, you following this this fucking hardcore shit? I was like, the fuck are you talking about, homie? And then like, I look at my phone. I was like, oh, good Lord, what the shit? <laughs> I got that like it was open on my phone because mm-hmm. I try I try not to have my phone open at like the tables when I'm talking to my homies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I try to be face to face, but like it's fucking inevitable. Um, so then I, we're just there, just like how did how did and we're just like head at different angles. I'm like, well, why is it? Oh God, that was that was an X ray shot didn't need to ever see that in my fucking life uh <laughs> so then eventually like three beers in we're like well three four beers in we're like ah oh, well uh we should probably uh should probably burn our eyes and wipe your new phone get you a new my phone. question to you is why did you watch porn with your friend it was because we knew the person, <laughs> like, why? how the fuck did you you you're not oh so it was curiosity it was just curiosity that you guys had yeah this person like this person is like always complained to us we're like i'm not like flexible and stuff like that and we're just like how the shit (laughs) you fucking liar (laughs) yeah yeah exactly we're like oh bitch what how did you and we were just kind of like we're just kind of shocked because like the like you know like if you see something like almost like a like a not a train record, but like, a, like kind of like a dumpy fire, but like something you're like, you're like I can't, I don't want to look at this, but I, it's pulling you, me. You, it's compelling. Kind of like, it's, it was compelling. Yeah. It was compelling. So aside because from the that, shot like that we saw. Was so just, aside from that, though, like you've never paid for like porn or OnlyFans or anything. Just this one situation. Well, I can get that shit. Yeah, like yeah, it's just the one situation. Because if I need something, if I need that, it's free. The internet is fast. <laughs> the internet is fast and free, uh, but like, obviously, like you gotta ha- have like a consenting adult and stuff like that. That's why I was very uh, when news hit that the hub was uh, was removing a bunch of videos and people were like, "Well, oh, my favorite video, Herbert Herbert," and then they don't realize that like, "Oh yeah, that person was probably trafficked." So like, enjoy that. Put up against their will, like revenge porn or something. So. Yeah, exactly, which is always fucking disgusting, which is why I was super in, in favor of it, that law in California. I am disgusting. super in favor of people, you know, being verified that they're actually making the shit themselves for themselves, because mm-hmm. power yeah, to exactly. you. Like, you exactly. you are doing a service to all the young men in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and young women, too. Uh, yeah, girls it, watch porn. Don't, don't, don't doubt that. They do. Girls get horny, too. What? Mind blown. Oh. <sighs> How how dare we mention that women have hormones and sexual urges? Oh, bah, the the church is coming down on us. Yeah. Okay. Would you okay? But you do you ever think that there'd be in a situation where you would pay for porn though? Probably. I don't know. It's single. You're like I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I haven't like, hit that point yet. Yeah, I mean, like I follow a bunch of like cosplayers and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. on, like because like. Cosplay is a whole different thing. That shit's fucking wild. So, like, and then the cosplay to OnlyFans ratio like soared through the fucking roof during the pandemic. Exactly. And then Amber Heard fucked up everything because she's a fucking bitch. And uh, she didn't fuck up anything about that way through there. At least she fucks well, up a lot of other stuff. I didn't hear anything fucked, about this. At least. So, the, uh, so you haven't heard her fucking over OnlyFans people? 
she Amber Heard has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay. So I did ooh. not know this. That's why I was ooh, confused. Buddy, I was because I, was... I know because I know that like Bella Thorne like did something with OnlyFans and she like became the most subscribed person ever, and then like a bunch of people were complaining or something about it because like she's so the a Bella celebrity thing and was the, like it was uh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, the, so the Amber Heard thing is the Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Yes. Yeah, she's the one who did it. Not Bella, Bella Thorne was. She also did it, but Amber Heard's the one who fucked it up. Okay. Uh, they both did the same thing, but Amber Heard did it first. Okay. I think. So, anyway, so she uh, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have like this full uh, full full looky loose show kind of thing. Like I'm gonna go ham savage, uh, and charge like maximum rates, and like you have to get you have to pay first to get before you can get in here and like." Both of them did this, so like, at, like pretty much at the exact same time, but one got more traction because of the whole Johnny Depp thing. And uh, she was a uh, she didn't do anything. She fucking jabated everybody. I mean, makes sense. Simping is yeah. bad. Simping is bad. Yeah, folks. but but because she and the other person got so famous so quickly, and everybody had to pay before they got in there, they're like, oh, oh, we should. Uh, OnlyFans was like, oh, yo, we should probably not do that. So we're going to limit the amount of stuff that you uh, of tips and money uh, a person can receive on their their page. So all these small time people who were trying to get by, like either like this is how I pay my rent, or like this is my pocket change, or like my vacation money, or whatever. All these smaller people immediately got throttled to where they pre- they can't make any income off. They they make like chump change of chump change. Wow. You sound so like, like a connoisseur of OnlyFans. <laughs> this was I was I was a, a very deep dark rabbit hole. That you I do not need to justify your porn consumption. It is a okay. Just yeah. don't like be a fucking weirdo about it. No, no, no. I was I was uh, Twitter was very wild and the memes off of it were hilarious. So I had to pick. I had to get to the bottom. <laughs> so you had to understand why these. I had to these. understand the meme. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I get the code. I get the code. I got it. I understand. <laughs> Interesting. I did not know that. Makes yeah. sense though. Like, here's here's the other thing about like OnlyFans that I think is hilarious, and like also Twitch right now. So there's a meta on Twitch um, where the just talking streamers uh, who are women. Um, wear bikinis in jacuzzis to garner a whole lot of views because that's the that's the meta that's how you get the most views on twitch yeah for those of you who don't understand what meta is though meta means that this is the most surefire way to win the game the game being twitch and you know viewership sponsorship etc etc and hot tub uh... streams are top yeah, it does go against TOS. Uh, almost, it, it it blurs the line. It literally TOS. straddles the line. I think that's literally the point. It straddles the line. Yeah, it, it's like let's see how far we can go without crossing the line, but we're gonna go as far and as wide as we possibly can, pushing the envelope. Before T- uh, Twitch is like, ah, eh, we should probably not do this because uh, it's, it's low content one, effort. One, it's low one, effort. <laughs> uh, one one slip of the top or bottoms one 
mishap or something like that like one mishap and literally boom you're gone uh but like i i think twitch has a, a bigger problem right now with the with the the tos like the the music issue and like oh copyrighted yeah. music and stuff like that. that's a that's a whole other thing but like that's just one of the things that twitch has to deal with but like twitch pretty much has a monopoly on it like they literally killed mixer they like did the only person that that could have been their competitor so and they fucking they have, killed it. they have a they don't have an official monopoly but they have pretty much a monopoly on this which so. is why we're streaming on twitch right now because hey any other place would not be worth it um facebook gaming yeah fuck that i i plus <laughs> plus the same time the reason why i'm streaming here on twitch right now and not you know facebook live is because one the people who give a shit will you know make an effort to come see it and then two i don't want my mom and my fucking aunts from mexico to be able to like fucking like join this conversation like from the yeah. get-go like could you imagine like a comment like, like no don't say yeah that. like no like, it'd be bro. fucking stupid it'd be fucking terrible i wouldn't want that and yeah, exactly and especially if any of the people that we talked about previously without saying also, names will be like I, that's me motherfucker why are you talking about me I'm like i didn't say names it's like we didn't we're reason. not talking shit about you it is a situation that happened and you know this is mason facts. is is uh you know has a right to his emotions about the situation um yeah but my feelings yeah, are valid yeah yeah fuck fu- fuck doing it on facebook um i like twitch more anyways i use it more often yeah Anyways, your turn. We have segued away. It is time to get back on track. All right. Um, let's. I gotta highlight which ones I've already asked. Um, do you uh, still talk with anybody from uh, our bro nights on the regular? And if uh, anymore, if yes or no, why? Why not? Kind of like a. How, how many people do you talk with or follow? Kind of thing. Um. Okay, so like I really like only like often, often I would say probably uh, Chris and Nico. I talk to pretty often. We try to play zombies at least every week. Um, oh, I we, miss those fuckers so much. They they're doing good. Um, hit them up if you want. Good, I mean, I'll add good. you to the I'll add you to the Spoken Miss Discord so you can get their names, and then who knows, maybe you'll get to play with us sometimes. Um, speaking of Discord, if anybody's listening on the chat, ask for the Discord and I'll fucking type it out. Um, but. Um, yeah, so I, I, I talk to them pretty regularly. I think Nico might be streaming right now, actually, which makes me feel guilty. But at the same time, I never intended to be doing this today. Um, but I am not upset about that. And uh, I am not, you know, beating myself up about it. Um, I love I, you, Nico. I love you, Chris. I love you guys a lot. I love you. I miss you guys. Love you guys, too, uh, obviously, because I, you know, I tell you guys all the time. Um, <laughs> but... I also, you know, still talk to uh, Brody uh, every so often. Mm-hmm. I try to, I've been trying to uh, reach out more. Uh, obviously, I reached out to, I put out a feeler to see who reached out. Kyle came and then you came. And, yeah. you know, that's pretty, so that's that, pretty great. That, that, that's that a, that's a, a great ratio so far. Too. Yeah. So Kyle, uh, I got back from like Kyle disappeared because uh, he went to go do the thing with you. Or you told him about, uh, like, hey, this is what the episode has dropped or whatever. And I came back from Taco Bell and I was like, yo, I want uh, Baja Blast because if you're going to Taco Bell, why would you get anything else? Kind of thing. But they're yeah. like, oh, we're out of Baja Blast. We only have regular Mountain Dew. I was like, 
fine. I haven't had it since high school, but whatever. I fucking need some form of sugary caffeine. Blood sugar. <laughs> like I just, I just need something, and I don't need coffee. Yep. And like I come in drinking a fucking Mountain Dew, like normal Mountain Dew, and I talk to Cal because I see him in our in my Discord, and, and we're like, "Oh, it's like, man, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. I haven't had original Mountain Dew probably since we hung out with Cisco." And he's like, well, "Funny you should say that." <laughs> interesting i mean i yeah. i'm gonna be real i don't drink much mountain dew anymore uh yeah, oh no I. I mean i i still this is my reward for getting that thing submitted yesterday hot cheetos a little bit of asmr for you podcast listeners some uh, cheese it snapped i still hold on to those dearly um strangely enough though uh my girlfriend gabby loves mountain dew loves baja blast she drinks it more often yeah. than i have recently which yeah. is kind i of don't fun. really go that often to uh, taco bell so like i was like oh whatever i'll treat myself because normally like if i try to go somewhere i'm just gonna like have a, like a, a tea or a ginger ale if they have that but uh yeah i was when in taco bell when in taco bell when at taco when, bell. when in rome yep okay um one of the other things though that i think is very interesting about you know having bro nights and you know having to stop them unfortunately because you know adulthood and real life stuff takes over is that you miss them a fuck ton you Mm -hmm. i i really i really did you really like them in the first place exactly i really fucking miss them and that's what this show is kind of born out of like if we were in a pandemic we would be like probably fucking hugging you right now yeah you'd be like we'd be chilling somewhere with a table maybe and then Mm -hmm. just doing the same exact thing just like together and that was the whole i it's the whole um, thing about growing up is, you know, that connection just kind of not fades or disappears, but, you know, it's... It gets lower prioritized. It, yeah, it, everything gets kind of pushed down the ladder of what I need to do. Like, if someone's so concerned with, like, you know, making rent or, you know, being someone or becoming something in their career, like, unfortunately to say that, like, friends are, you know, even good friends get pushed to the wayside. That's just how mm-hmm. life works, unfortunately. And this is me saying fuck you to that and fuck you to life in general and at least trying to do something about it because people matter. Um, Take the power back. Yes, exactly. My turn, right? Okay. Um, yes. How has life been since last we spoke? What are great things? What are terrible things? Let's see um <laughs> so the last time i remember seeing you i think you you were on a date i was with candace okay i because i because this is weird because my last memory i think was like going to try trying to see you uh live oak graduation i think i don't know if that was yeah before i think, or that, after I think that was in. like one of the last times we actively tried to hang out like planned for it ahead of time like otherwise we'd be like oh hanging out at cisco uh, uh, nico's house and be like hey is cisco coming is chris coming gotta kind of like like mm-hmm. like that's kind of like impromptu kind of thing that like maybe happened once in an extremely blue moon but the last time i physically i think i saw you is me and candace walked inside fucking pizza my heart downtown san jose and you just happened to have been there we're like i was like oh what the fuck what's up and i think two weeks later uh she, she dumped me oof f yeah. Was, I, was I with was I with my like film like club at the time? I want to say do you yes. remember? 
Okay. I want to say yes. There was a lot of people that you knew. Then, yeah, I'm going to assume probably. That was just a thing that we uh, did every so often for our stuff. Because it's like a block it fundraiser, etc. Yes. Also, it's a good pizza place. Shout out to Pizza My Heart. Yeah, I love it. Shout out. Uh, so, yeah, that's the last time I saw you. So, since then, uh, as, as stated, two weeks later, got dumped. And then I had to do some uh, some intense self-reflection because I was a super head over heels. I anything dun uh, dun 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 dun, <laughs> yeah. dun 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 sorry uh what uh so i had to do a bunch of self-reflection about that entire relationship like me me and her mom are still friends like on my birthday and every yeah she every birthday and holiday i think except for last christmas or whatever uh we've always kept in touch uh she uh, always liked me as, as stated before uh uh cool uh, that was great uh, anyways that was that was something that was also something that was weird because it, like i was like oh what what is the end goal here like yes i, I like you as a person but like this is kind of like really fucking fuck with my head kind of thing um so i had to do some uh, intense self-reflection about that i had to like uh learn how to put myself prioritize myself first which we talked about a little bit earlier i had to learn how to love mm-hmm. myself uh more than i would love other people because I was more like, I'm just going to focus all my love onto the person and not really focus on myself mm-hmm. kind of at all. So I had to learn how to do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, went through community college. I delayed transfer for a year because my dad had to get a hip replacement and heart surgery. So oh. I stayed around for an extra semester. He's perfectly fine. Oh, okay. um, uh, had, so I stayed around for an extra semester uh, before I applied for transfer, and then I was put on waitlist hell for a full year, which I found out at Nico's house that I wasn't accepted to the, to the school that I wanted to go to. And he's like, "Oh, Ouch. this says waitlist." I was like, "What? Waitlist?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, man." Um, Oof. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, as much as much as it sucks to be waitlisted, uh, yeah. better than a straight up no. The amount of no's yeah. I got graduating was uh, disheartening, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then uh, I think so. I had to wait another semester, and then uh, I got into Sonoma State. Uh, literally found out on my buddy's stream. We were we were talking and stuff like that, and then my mom walks in. It's like, oh, you got a letter, and I was like, it's like, oh, it's from Sonoma State, and she's like, you're gonna open it. I was like, yeah, open it up. We both start screaming, and then my buddy's like what the fuck is happening what is happening and then like i was like i got into college and then like he fucking like freaked out like and like that was great for me and then (gasps) oh my god the future but okay yeah still cool uh then uh we then i moved out there and which was a whole other thing finding room and board which colossal bullshit but uh i met somebody on one of the what uh the school websites like find a roommate kind of thing because they didn't have housing for me because they didn't click my name for some reason so i couldn't get put into the housing system until everybody else got housing even though i was the first person to accept for spring and they made a huge deal out of it out of every single full social media i got bombed by like 300 people uh that's like really fucking stupid wow i was i was upset i was upset i accepted three months before anybody else um so and i didn't get any housing so it was it's whatever everything turned out for the best kind of thing 
uh, mm -hmm. the person that I end up being roommates with um, told me about, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm part of a fraternity, yada, yada, yada. Um, we're not like any of the other fraternities. I was like, all right, yeah, bet. Um, and then like I met the guys in the, like uh, it was for 85, so it's like a, the Jewish fraternity, like my great grandmother was Jewish, so like I qualified for being a part of it because mm -hmm. it was like, hey, we're tight knit kind of thing. And like literally, they were just like, well, what up? I'm just like pretty much. It, it gave me the same kind of impression and feel of being with them as like any of the bronites that we used to have. Like, it was just literally <laughs> just a bunch of dudes. Being but the, the the idea was to be Jewish bronites, basically. Not it. Not even that. Like the like. We would go to Hillel. So it was. So it was. Uh, like, it was like. It is a Jewish almost fraternity. irrelevant. Okay. Uh, no, it's. It's it's hard. It's a to part. It's a up. part of it, but it's not the. It's know, a part of it. We don't. But it's a fraternity, obviously. Hebrew so the whole point is to be social. Like it, yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna pledge, and then I pledged, and as soon as I finished pledging, they loved. They liked me so much that I. Uh, was one of the only people in my my specific chapter's history to go from a pledge immediately to an executive board position. I became the treasurer for a semester and a half. Nice. Uh, then after that, good shit. Uh, thank you. Uh, then after that, I became the president. Like nice, almost unanimously, I became president. So like for Dope. then for a year, I was the president of my fraternity. I just finished my term at the start of this semester, so I'm like, kind of, I've dealt with your shit enough. Um, which was it was fairly like looking back, it was fairly easy like in retrospect because like a lot of mo most of my guys are really great except for the one guy we had to kick out um Oof. because there was uh two days after george floyd died like all the protests and stuff like that uh for the cruel and inhumane uh Treatment. actions that occurred to him yeah um there's all the the protests and the riots and uh fucking I went to a bunch of the protests um, because what happened was fucked up. Anyways, uh, this guy uh, filmed a video uh, of a girl uh, making. They saw they saw some writing on on, a, on the ground that says "hands up, I can't breathe." Like something along the lines of that. And then uh, the, she gets down on her knees and then like puts her hands up and then they start laughing. So, like, and then they post it on Snapchat. And then I was like, "Why the what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck uh, are you doing? That is that yikes. awful human being behavior." Yikes! Yeah, this, so, that's a huge yikes. Yeah, so then we had to then like the girl got kicked out of her sorority. We had to we had to go through our process because our process is a lot more intensive, and uh, we had to like talk to the other people and other people. Meanwhile, during all this, like my entire organization uh, pretty much is on fire. The school. Uh, is hate hates us right now but like i'm trying my best to like constantly be in contact with the school and stuff like that so like mm -hmm. and like i i also was at that time pretty much full full time because during the pandemic i literally i was here and there was nothing else to do because my, my a lot of my classes got canceled and stuff like mm -hmm. that uh so i was pretty much full time so i was constantly working so if i wasn't getting stressed out because of work i you were getting stressed out because of this my guy phone on my, oh, yeah because of this guy so i had to like i had to talk to the entirety of the nationals in my fraternity, which is the largest in the, on the planet, by the way, I had to talk to literally the head of everything. This the globally largest, like it's dang, widespread. Like this, it, so I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then, like, I, I explained him to the situation. I told him about like 
is there like anybody that like I can help with uh, that can help me with the PR kind of thing? Like I need to like, like I, I, I personally, I was like, I want out. Like I don't need that cancer in my, in my group. I don't want this like yada, yada, yada. So I was dealing with all that. We eventually kick him out after we do our whole full process and stuff like that. And the dude knew, like he knew what happened. Anyways. Uh, so then like we make our posts and stuff like that. We tell everybody about like, okay, cool. He's gone. Like we, obviously don't condone this kind of thing like we everybody was having training and stuff like that we like we had to prove to people that we were doing this training of like and like all this other stuff and then mm -hmm. i wake up like a week and a half later and then i'm getting so sued for ten thousand dollars this dude what? sues me names me the national fraternity and my, my vice president and the guy who does the risk management what a fuckwad what a and he, fuck we were suing each one of us for ten thousand dollars what a and, fuck like, wad. So i then had to get in constant contact with lawyers and this has all been settled out of court, so I'm allowed to talk. So we had to settle outside of court because I, I was down to fucking take this motherfucker to court. I did not give a shit. I was like, and then I was like, it's up to you, the other two people that were named. Like, hey, this is also on your head. I'm willing for this to be over my head for a long time. Like, I can down as much Pepto-Bismol as I need. Like, and whatever I need to do to, like, get this done. So, like, I've, I've learned very quickly how to with, deal with, like, getting sued for Interesting. a shit ton of money, stress, so like a lot of the things now that's, I'm like, well, meh. Yeah, I mean after, after 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 that stressful ass situation, I could see why why things would seem smaller. Kicking an yeah, asshole out, I, getting sued by that asshole. Yeah, I, so there's not much he that originally can... sued us for like like fifty thousand dollars, and then I was like, I obviously I don't got that scratch. Uh, like nobody can obviously put up that kind of scratch. And then like I had the fucking between the like constant back and forth between his lawyer and my lawyer and yada yada yada, yada, yada. it was just like fucking yeah fucking, like do you do you guys want to settle like the entire the entirety of the weight of, of your of, of our fraternity will be behind you because fuck this dude and i was like well after talk i was like i told i literally told the lawyers like look after taking everybody's uh after all your advice and stuff like that i personally uh this is where i stand but I don't want to put my other guys under that amount of stress that they're not used to because I'm used to this kind of stress and they're not. Mm. And because they're also named, they're also liable for this. So I'm saying settle. Like, I don't want this over any of their head. Like I'm looking, I'm trying to do my best for everybody else. I don't want any of this over anybody's head kind of thing. So like, we're just get it over and done with like whatever you want to do. And like, literally the lawyer was like, well, I've dealt with like, hundreds of allegations against people you're one of the few people that did absolutely zero anything nothing wrong like for in the history of like me being a, a lawyer like you were one of the few clients i've ever had who's done absolutely everything right and you're still getting blamed for it and just and he's like well and the fact that you're also considering other people rather than your own self-interest or everything else is astronomically impressive like you are to be commendable and like people are gonna like you got your guys are gonna remember like hey remember you, when nice keep yeah, keep sucking you your own got... dick mason keep keep doing that yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just gonna <laughs> so it's it was weird having a lawyer who and like then the like the president of my entire fraternity called me up and then was like well you made the correct decision no matter how hard it was so like like nice the amount of like you Good you're job. not your stress levels are going to be like Pat. you're going to feel a lot like i i slept for a full week after that and then i'm on my then i just come to my last semester or halfway through that semester and then covid happened and then i was, I was, during, I was like well, 
my last semester of just like I've just been in like in my chair like at 9 a.m. like okay I have this one two classes left and then all these other stuff so like it seems like a lot so that has been it also doesn't seem like a lot but like I mean that's still that's still something that is still I mean not that it's good something to deal with yeah no but that is a very I've learned how to deal with stress yes yes that is a... because of also that I've learned how to put myself first between previous relationships to this I'm like okay I'm you don't want to put other people first. I don't want to put okay. I yeah. ain't nobody's fucking doormat anymore. I don't give a fuck. Sound good. Don't be someone's doormat. Anybody listening, don't be a doormat. Do not have some self-respect. Yeah. Have some self-respect. There is love yourself. love yourself. You're allowed to yes. love yourself. You are. So that is both a great and terrible thing, I would say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it, a, a learning moment that I will keep for the rest of my life. I, I tr- feel like as you much should. as I hate what, ha- what what happened, I am super proud of because I don't if all the things that have happened to me previously in life where I haven't had to like set like from dating Candace to like now like I've had I had to go through a bunch of personal growth and because of that uh, if I was put in that situation to where when I was dating Candace I 100% believe I would not have been able to survive that like mentally like i would have been like fucking like somehow destroyed or like well i'm glad you grew um also candace is a great person she's also trying to be a screenwriter and she's Mm -hmm. a really cool person for years and she's also a roller skater i business yeah she's a she's a uh, saw on linkedin i don't i don't really follow her on any social medias uh like i I follow her but i don't i i i I understand i i I get why i understand it is understandable so like it's it was weird like either getting a notification from her LinkedIn, like, hey, it started her own business. I was like, oh, yo, that's fucking lit. Congratulations on you. And then like, a, it's nice seeing people uh, uh, grow. I love seeing people's growth, whether I have had a connection with them or not. I love seeing people being able to fucking glow up. That's so, good. Like, I'm, su- I'm super proud of her. Um, go Candace. Uh, I don't know what to tell. <laughs> cool, cool. Now we can yeah, move cool. on. That. Yeah, right. move, move, your move, turn. Your turn for on. a question. We're moving on. <laughs> and we're moving on. Uh, uh, speaking of filmmakers, uh, as a filmmaker, uh, how has the pandemic changed your view on distribution and delays of movies, uh, i.e., Black Widow, or slash charging full price over full price for movies? Uh, on, on streaming services that you already have, i.e. Mulan. Uh, fuck paying for something you're already paying a subscription for. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I am of the day and age where I never paid for pay-per-view. We had cable and mm-hmm. or dish or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Satellite. Whatever. And I got bombarded with ads for it. I mm-hmm. fucking hate those. I, I stopped watching TV, I think, in the middle mm-hmm. of high school. Mm-hmm. I watched strictly Netflix and YouTube and other things where I could, you know, watch it without being sold shit to because i fucking hate being sold shit to um not that i like dislike advertisements or anything or not that i dislike products in general it's just that i don't literally if i watch a youtube video and an ad plays before it i will refuse to buy that ad because it interrupted <laughs> I, my my ability to do that five but if second a YouTube- video needs a three minute ad yeah and it's like i if like if like a youtuber is you know being sponsored by somebody that's a very different situation because you know they've either tested a product or you can fast forward like they either care about the thing enough to where they're actually you know talking about it well or Mm -hmm. 
you know, they're just trying to get a hustle. And, you know, if you care about your YouTuber enough, you support them. But like the YouTube ads don't go to them. It goes to YouTube. So I don't give a fuck about Google getting more money. Like they're already rich as fuck. I don't, I don't think they have to worry too much about my uh, advertising habits in that regard. Um, Mm -hmm. And thinking about having to pay 30 bucks for a Disney plus exclusive sounds so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like I don't Apparently also was like a hot take too. I don't think it's a hot take. It's fucking stupid. It's atrocious. And people are like, no, the, the movie, movie itself. Oh yeah. Mulan is atrocious. Um, and it's just, it's just I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should support it. It's a terrible practice. It's ridiculous. It's paying for exclusivity of being one of the first people to see it to see it and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't it's just not necessary and the thing i i can kind of get is that like you know it's for it's like to make up the loss of theaters not being open you know multiple people buying tickets but it's really not it's it's fleecing service was founded during the pandemic so any of the profits you would have had service. Yeah, it's 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 just not a good system that I think anybody should support because one, Netflix doesn't do that. All their original movies are just on their subscription; they're free to watch. Mm-hmm. HBO yeah. doesn't do that. All their movies are now free to watch at the same time that they're in theaters. But mm-hmm. Disney is like, give us thirty bucks just because money, and it's it's very egregiously yeah. just because money, and they don't need the money because they have everything else. They have our subscription price. They have our Disneyland tickets pre-ordered. They have our et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And people are going to go see their movies in the theaters the second they can, but they just won't because no one wants to fucking die for Black Widow. That's just the fact of life, and that's why they kept pushing it. Yeah. And I want to see Black Widow in theaters. I, think I she want to have had see a movie of, uh, for forever ago, but fucking girl toys don't sell, so that's why titans got down that's why a bunch of of all these strong female animated characters and like active characters they don't get a lot of like solo movies because they're like oh girl don't sell sell. but it it, which is a stupid metric to use because i i get you know franchise means sell toys and getting more toys for merchandise and shit but like it's hard for me to care about a black widow that's been pushed two years now at this point yeah like i'm supposed to have the movie before endgame folks like it was like it, it's just i don't care anymore i want to see it but i'm not gonna spend 30 bucks to watch it on disney plus and i'm probably i am vaccinated now i probably could go see it in theaters but like at the same time it's something i'd probably want to watch with people and i can't do that really feasibly um so i i think i really do actually like what hbo max is doing which is movie comes out streaming comes out theaters same day the movie on streaming mm-hmm. may or may not have a timer between like it's only here for all of March or it's only here for all of April and then it's gone. And then you can, yeah. and you can have to see it while it's still in theaters and then it'll come back. Sure. But for that month, eventually here, but like, yeah. And I think that's, I think a very fair way to do it because I, the little things yeah. is something that went on HBO max and it's a movie that I wanted to see. It was on my list. I put it on my list and everything, but then I just, you know, didn't have the time for it. And yeah. You know, like the, the whole point of the streaming is to have the convenience, and you know, I didn't utilize the convenience, and so uh, me and Gabby mm-hmm. just decided one day, like, hey, we should go to the drive-ins because we, you know, haven't been to a big screen in a while, and so we watched little things. Yeah, and it was like, you know what, this was cool. I also could have seen this at home, 
this is perfectly one of the, this is one of those movies where it's perfectly valid yeah, to it, see it, it on streaming or not. It really emphasizes the uh, the experience, you know, like going to a movie mm-hmm. theater. Like everybody took it for granted, like oh, I'm just gonna go see a movie, like whatever. Now people are like looking back on it, like hey, remember when you went to movies? This was like an experience. Like I I like got my popcorn, mm-hmm. my drink, sat down, reclined in my seat. Ooh having all the surround sound like yes i could do this at home with some nice headphones but like actually physically going is also is something that people didn't realize that they would miss so much yeah exactly and that's i think what people are underestimating because when we go back i'm gonna hit the fucking theaters i literally my only hesitation was not being vaccinated i'm vaccinated and i'm (laughs) low-key thinking about like going by myself i mean i don't want to do that but uh Shit, I saw him get yeah. by myself, put up a hood, and cried like a bitch the entire fucking. Time. <laughs> well, it's more it's more likely more like I would like to take uh, Gabby with me. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that it's a bad thing to have movies be. I think I think the 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 big question now is is what movies should you experience in theaters versus what you should experience on the small screen? Because Kong yeah. versus Godzilla is one of those movies that I saw on the small screen because I wanted to like I need to see it first. I need to be one of those people yeah. that sees big things first because i don't like being behind i hate getting stuff spoiled i need to keep up and last year i didn't do much keeping up because i was so in you know entrenched in myself pandemic and depression yeah. yeah and so like i now that everything's going back to normal, back to kind of normal i'm like falcon and the soldier wandavision gotta be the first one to know and yes. and it's 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 worth it i like being the first one because it's just they're good these are good things and congress godzilla is one of those things that i'm really glad i saw to see first you know so i wouldn't get shit spoiled but at the same time it is one of those movies that 100 percent oh yeah you gotta get the like, deep it, des- it deserves seats. it deserves being rewatched in theaters and i'm gonna go rewatch it in yeah. theaters because it's fucking king kong fighting godzilla like that it's fucking badass that's pure mm, that's pure and stupid fucking... movie making and, it, and i love that and this is this and is where i get a difference yeah, it was basically that. It was like it was just a fight night movie, and that's the whole point. The only, the other hand, though, is that I know that there's a lot of, uh, especially filmmaker friends of mine, that will maybe kind of dislike this take that I have. But some movies, I don't give a fuck if they're in theaters. You know, like small, close knit, intimate dramas don't need to be in theaters. They yeah. really don't. Like, and it's uh... not to say that they're not a bad thing. I like I love intimate dramas. I I write drama most of the time. It's just that. When I go to the theater, and when most people go to the theater, seeing a drama is, you know, a deeply personal interpretation of that film. And when you're in a public setting, it alters your perception and your reception of that theme and those themes within that work. Like, if I had seen Manchester by the Sea in theaters, and, you know, everyone was like supposed to be crying or something, and I didn't didn't cry, you know, and I just stayed stoic. It takes you out of it. How would how would how would that affect my interpretation? Yeah. You know, it, I would, it's it, supposed to be a super intimate movie, and I don't feel intimate in the space. Kind of exactly, so like a lot of those kind of like uh, Poppy Jasper film indie movies that which are mostly kind of like those super intimate like Boyhood and stuff like. Well, Boyhood was a great movie, but like I wouldn't, I would have hated Boyhood in, in the movie theater. I would have been so fucking bored. But because I watched it by myself, like blanket and fucking. 
Yeah, it, it's wine. I fuck. I'm balling my ass out there. That and day. that's and that's the difference is that you can have a more personal experience with those movies. I one of my favorite things to do is 100%. to watch stuff by myself, just to get into that kind of headspace to either create or just to be enveloped in a story. Like that's not a situation that I think can be replicated in theaters. And like I love dramas and I like seeing them first, yeah. but. I don't want, I don't like seeing dramas in theaters because I'm like, even if I'm with Gabby, I like am there. And you know, there's the societal pressure, like men don't cry. There's the societal pressure that you're no, you're in a fucking public place. Don't cry. And then, you know, I force myself to temper my emotions and like sit with that. And I don't fucking like that. I like being expressive. I like being able to pull my fucking eyes out. That's why I was like, I want somebody to go with me to see Endgame. So I have somebody to ball with. Other than this ginormous hoodie right over my eyes, so I barely see the top see, of the screen, and that's and, I'm and that's falling. and that's the difference. I had that... I had to make my own intimate zone. <laughs> and see, that's where I think I just people will disagree with me on that because I think the the movies that impact you and have a lot of subjectivity to them do and should be put on streaming services and kept there. I don't think that they should go back to theaters, not because I don't think they're important stories, or not because I don't care about them, but because I think they are better served in a more yeah. personal setting. There, I mean, sure, there's some drama movies where they might be better in theaters, but yeah. even seeing Parasite in theaters, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I'm totally comfortable watching this at home with like with Gabby just on my, my, my TV. Like it didn't need to be in theaters, unfortunately. Not saying that it's not, you know, great to see in theaters. It's just that it, it also, depends, it's just like, like, would you pay for all time, the people? would care if it wasn't like a part of the Oscars kind of thing, which is a whole other fucking conversation about selecting things for the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, but like, if that also at the same time, it being available on streaming pushes that availability to a lot more people, you know, cause some people don't live near mm-hmm. theaters. Some exactly. people don't have the money to go out and get popcorn or like a date night on the theaters. They yeah. just, or maybe that theater's not showing the small indie movie, which a lot of these things are. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like, like we had to go oh, to the cinema arts. We only and... had the one show. Yeah, like I, I had to go to Cine Arts in uh, San Santana Row with Gabby, and it was one of it's like three fun. times they showed it, like one of three times, and yeah, that's just kind of it. Like I would have never seen that movie otherwise, but I got to see it, and you know, I'm gonna be honest, being in a theater did not fucking alter me too much. There's one moment I guess that can change the way that I saw that movie, and it was because we were in Santana Row, which is the bougiest fucking place in all of San Jose, oh, and yeah. two oh, yeah. two very obviously affluent women walked out of the movie like oh my god i can't believe they were so selfish in reference to you know the poor family trying to you know make their fucking living and i was like are you how do you miss the point of the fucking movie yeah. that fucking yeah, much exactly and then i realized it's because they're the like, fucking take the feelings that you had and gets like mm. and it's like it made me mad and it made me realize also a whole lot of like a bunch of like classist bullshit that that movie was trying to portray was 100 percent on the money 100 on the money these are the yeah. people that would like turn up their noses and like not care and about any of the, these were the situations literal antagonists of the movie yes exactly and see that is the only reason why parasite itself might be redeemed by the fact that i saw it in theaters because like other things like seeing it in the theater did not change my perception there is one major drama that definitely i'm glad i saw in theaters which was blade runner 2049 but that movie was literally made to that was be a cinematic. Porn. It was it was eye porn. It was meant to be eye porn because that's what the original Blade Runner was meant to be eye porn. Oh, yeah. And that I do not regret seeing in theaters, but it's a very different kind oh. of 
film. Like the whole point of that film is to get lost in the world and lost in the cinematography yeah, and exactly. lost in the set design. But Parasite has that, but it's more about, you know, the story. And so, I don't know. I feel like dramas should be streamed more. I think that the system yeah. that HBO Max has in place is probably, I think, the best balanced approach. You know, someone yeah. wants to see it first and see it on agree. Cool. They can do that. As the time goes on, you didn't watch it fast enough. Cool. Go go pay the money for the Sucks theater or suck. just wait. Yeah. Or just, you know, wait till it comes back. And then you're like, oh, you know yeah. what? Yeah, that's fair. And, and then, or if you really liked it and, and you have to miss it, get the DVD. Because a lot yeah. of businesses, I know uh, a lot of shows and stuff like that, they're like, oh, we're not going to do another season because obviously people aren't buying the DVDs or like there's not a lot of streaming. So like that's one of the ways you could support those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Like I bought, I bought Parasite on Blu-ray the second I could. And you know what? I am going to watch it over that one inch barrier. Yeah. I mean, like we, we watch it. Or like we used to watch anime a lot. I, I still watch it. Yeah. Like subtitles mean little to me. So little to me. And it, yeah. it bugs me I that anyone thinks that there is subtitles. English shit. Yeah. Like if I can't hear shit, I understand. I mean, I personally don't like watching with subtitles, not because I am, you know, anti-subtitles it's more like i my eyes if it's something that i understand like just normal talking like normal english yeah, yeah i hate going like looking okay have to read it like literally compels me which is kind of frustrating because uh gabby loves subtitles yeah. and she loves watching yeah. stuff with subtitles and i'm over here like i keep on getting distracted by them unfortunately like no matter what but yeah, when you know uh, watching I can, anime i can totally get that but when you're watching like anime and you don't understand language it's obviously important and it's not a problem it's just more of like a personal preference yeah. at that point I would agree that fucking I've, <laughs> I've had that debate on a podcast that I wrote and so like yeah oh really yeah uh, me and two of my friends one's a filmmaker so like I've, I've had this almost exact discussion with him interesting uh, shout out to Rin love him uh, and so me Rin and my buddy Zach uh, we uh, we have this uh, anime with our other friend uh, Justin uh, anime enthusiast uh, podcast uh, we're on Spotify we're like we don't have a lot of episodes out because like we were like our YouTube, we were like, we're just going to put it on YouTube and like super uh, uh, edited kind of thing. So like now we're just going to put yeah. like, pretty much like just the edited audio on Spotify and then put out something. So we're, we're able to now put a, a lot of more videos, but like we talked about like uh, the first or second episode, uh, how asinine it is for to like, not like anime or parasite or things like that because of fucking, it's in a different language. Ah. I don't know what the fuck's going on because I don't know how to fucking read because I'm an idiot. Like it's it's just, it's just a it's just a stupid fucking thing. I, I'm glad that Parasite won the Oscar because it cemented that fact that oh yeah, if it you're not with the times. Big old fuck you to everybody else because it deserved it. it I was love the such director too. He's so it's wholesome. Hong so Joon Ho is one of the most wholesome fucking peoples ever. Um, mm. and he makes great movies. Like Snowpiercer is also great. I think Parasite is obviously the, the most. No, he didn't. Did he make Train to Busan? I'm not entirely sure, but uh, he. I think he he's talked he talked about it in one of his interviews. If he didn't do it, he. he I mean, he probably got influenced by it. Did that? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it was from. I'm not entirely sure. Home country. Do not worry. Yeah. No, the director was Yin Sang Ho for Train to Busan, um, but. The thing about uh, subtitles is, you know, I grew up listening to Spanish. I grew up watching novelas. They didn't have subtitles. And I, you know, English is my second language, technically. Yeah, it's like, but I had to, like, you know, like reconfigure the parts of my brain to translate. Basically. And it's not 
that fucking hard. It's not that hard mm-hmm. to read subtitles. Yeah, yeah, I fucking I grew up watching like British TV shows, English because like I I know bits and pieces of other languages. Uh, Spanish I can get by uh, because I've had to work with food service for six. God, over over six years now, uh, and I know a little bit of Japanese just because I just watched a fuck ton of anime. I pick up some of the things that my friend Brent aforementioned filmmaker that we uh, talked about. Uh, he mm-hmm. he uh, main language is Japanese, so he, like he taught us some of the Japanese. But like a fucking just, it's not that hard. Like if you don't like that particular type of subtitle, change it. Like HP, like if you have HBO, you can put it on and like customize. You, is it a certain background that you like? Is it a certain font? Like, you, is it, like do you want to so yell? Do you want it white? Like, just stop. Yeah, exactly. Do Do you like the old CRTV black bar, just fucking scrolling kind of thing, like that you would see like on fucking like Murray or some shit like that in a doctor's mm-hmm. office? But like, people complaining that like, oh, it's just like, uh, well, these the, the truth. Are just, like, it's because the take truth away is, from the thing. It's well, it's I think because the truth. The truth is, and it's the stupidest truth is that. I don't want to have to go through the effort of reading to understand your story. It's laziness. It's pure laziness. And like, this is the trade-off. Like I love the dub of Naruto. I also love the sub of Naruto. Like pretty much like I watched the dub of Naruto only because, you know, I grew up with, you know, the English voice because it was on Cartoon Network. And then once I switched to ship it in, I pretty much, except for like the, the intensive episodes where, you know, a character that I prefer in the dub version, like Itachi or Gara is like center mm-hmm. point i'm okay with keeping it japanese like it, it doesn't fa- yeah, it doesn't exactly, phase me at all yeah. but i just when prefer I yeah. the voice of gara in english and i prefer the voice of itachi in english because they're just good voice actors and i listen to their episodes 100%. Yeah. and those and the guy who uh, voices gara uh for those who play league of legends is also the voice of yasuo so he does a lot of stuff so this he's a very recognizable person I don't play those games. I know, I know you don't. That I, that's where I cut off in your last in your last podcast. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't really play. Like I was like, all right, I should probably stop listening to this <laughs> so I don't accidentally <laughs> ruin some content. Like, oh, as you ever mentioned in the previous podcast, but like, listen to his uh, his uh, his other work. That's just it was a great person, and you should support him in all. I disagree, but thank you. This um, <laughs> I disagree. Okay, what's that? What is my what did I ask the last question or is it your turn? Yeah, that was uh that was uh talk that was mine. That was, mine. That was yours. That was yours. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, we were just talking about this earlier. Um about like streaming services and stuff like that. Have you been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you watch uh, the little episode that came out? Uh, yesterday or yes, I did. I watched. I made sure I watched it before the like. I was like, oh, so I wa- I was watching it yesterday, and while we were like trying to like like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to have get this in time. I was like perfectly fine. Um, I'm like you got to do what you got to do. Like I 100 like if you, you get your work done to the to the level that you like it. Like this is I'm free all weekend as like I told you. So I was like, oh, I can just finish watching my episode of my animes or. What do you think about the last episode? Oh, dude, uh, so good! Like it was like, uh, oh, for those people listening to the podcast later, this is episode five. This is the episode where you know the training montage happens. I'm not going to say anything else than that. No, the training training montage. 
Uh, oh, I also, think... Gabby, if you're listening, you haven't seen the episode yet, or someone, if you haven't listened to seen the episode yet, skip over these parts. You can skip ahead a bit. Yeah. Because it's spoiler talks skip now. Ahead a bit. Yeah. Spoiler talk, but like trying to not make it spoiler talk <laughs> as much as I can without spoiling things. Uh, so I, as, uh, as you've known for like, as long as we know each other, like I, I really like anime. I really like comic books. So like I, I follow comic books and like comic, comic book related stuff. So it's really cool seeing how the MCU's version of Sam is transitioning into, uh, into a character that he was in the comics for a good number of years. Uh, so like I enjoy the story taking and the adaptations of all these different things. Uh, I did up until that episode, I was a little bit, uh, I was like, man, the, the relationship between uh, the two main characters seems kind of forced and like somewhat unnatural to how their counterparts have had been, but because of what they talked about one-on-one uh during the training montage or before the training montage, it, everything now makes sense of why one of the main characters acted a certain way towards mm-hmm. the other pe- people in general and then the other main character who has training in dealing with these kind of things. So that's why he wasn't take, dealing with any of the shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I really enjoy what uh, they've done. I First and foremost... If you guys harass fucking the dude who is uh, Wyatt Russell, John Walker. Wyatt Russell. John, Wyatt Russell. People have been giving him death threats and those people should receive death threats. Forgive receiving the death threats. Like, why would you attack an actor for eliciting such a response and an emotion that like uh, he's just doing like, his job. Like, it, yeah, like it's, he's not this, John this Walker. Is... John Walker doesn't fucking exist. Yeah. This is, this is the problem with anonymity and the internet and people being stupid um because i'm pretty sure a few of those at least have been fucking children um that don't know how to Mm -hmm. fucking filter themselves because they're assholes because children are fucking assholes um like how do you how do you get so compelled by a character to hate them to hate their actor because they're it's a fucking job like there's a whole mess of difference most actors aren't exactly like the characters of portray not every actor and if you're listening to the podcast consecutively is a kevin spacey like you know they have fucking oh, skills. You're talking about Kevin Spacey. Yes, oh, we did. We have, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, dude. Because f- like f- Jesus, fuck, like, fuck. like not every actor's like him. Not every actor's you like him. Not every actor's a piece of shit in real life. You know. But so they make the loudest noise. Chill. Just be fucking chill. It's a show. Calm the fuck down. And I'm gonna say this because I plan on making a show, and I know I'm gonna get fucking haters. Just calm the fuck down beforehand. Like this, everybody. Okay. Put it on how a shirt. You, how do you feel about the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general, though? Like, do you think that they've been doing a good uh, way of portraying all the characters and telling their stories? Yeah. Uh, so, I think, in general, the MCU has done phenomenal work. Like, I, I love what they've done. How they kind of seem like they pushed uh, some of the female characters aside, uh, who are complete and utter badasses in the comics that's you're saying or here nor there i like how they how they would have spiced things up like they're like hey you know what this story is in the comics but we're doing it a little bit different to add to our universe the and like they have and the mcu has has changed the comic book landscape like tony stark used to be just an alcoholic asshole and then robert downey jr 
took on the role and then they literally changed him in the comics to be Robert Downey Jr. They have changed the entire landscape per, per, permanently. So like, I love how they have a symbiotic uh, effect on each other. I love how uh, a bunch of these different directors are able to shine uh, over these things. I love how like uh, um, just the, the amount of CGI advancement that we've had throughout like watching fucking Iron Man 1, which had like, yeah, it had cool robot suits and explosions versus fast forward all the way to goddamn fucking Endgame or Far From Home, for God's sake. Uh, it's fascinating to see how like technology has changed, how they have decided to bring these characters in certain directions. Like how Spider-Man, uh, you and I grew up on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Toby Maguire, he's, he's, he's our OG boy. Yep. Uh, but like the way that the Tom Holland has uh, has done it is so much better because like he's he's a cat he's a kid he's an actual kid he's 22 years old so like I think Toby Maguire was 35 when he did Spider-Man so um I guess I would like to see Spider-Man be less as some people have called him Tony Tony Stark light but like that's probably going to change because like he now realizes he doesn't have to be that like that was a big plot point of the previous movie i hope so because this is this is i i have one major complaint with the mcu and it has to deal mm-hmm. with spider-man besides sony being you know kind of fuck with with their rights and stuff like that the fact that they're sharing i think yeah. is a is you know f- phenomenal thanks for that i'm not going to praise you any more than that because you know why um that's but sucks. and um the one thing that have always frustrated me, I think the most about anything about the MCU has always been the fact that Peter did not make his suit. That is one of the things that I always kind of disliked yeah. about the he, MCU. He not his, his OG shitty shoot, but like the cool H, uh, high-tech one because he's no. supposed to be a genius. But and Yeah, I know. I know he's supposed to be a genius, but the fact is that he yeah. didn't make his first, you know, iconic actual, mm-hmm. you know, pattern, uh, himself it was given to him by tony stark so Mm -hmm. when he makes his suit finally and uh is so far from home um or homecoming whatever he makes his like first suit um like actually like you know designs it himself oh like like the from from scratch yeah that's far so so yeah so that's far from home yeah that was pretty sure um uh it's like it's cheapened because he's technically still not making it himself. He's using Stark tech. He's using Stark designs. All of this stuff yeah, is. And it's not the, the the poor everyman. Exactly. Every man and like like oh I he, there's so he, so many panels in the comics where he's like oh, man my suit blew up so he's just there sewing and then like Mary Jane would come in like what are you doing this like don't you own a company he's like yeah but like I know how to sew I've been doing this since I was fourteen because like I was I was a kid. I had to learn how to do this because I had to fucking it takes a little bit away from the character like because like he seems like it does seem like it cheapens him a little bit I will say that uh because it takes away from like how Stanley was like hey yeah this was he's, like he's like he's his own he's person. defined by tra- he's tr- defined by tragedy and his own worst enemy yeah and in this one in the MCU he's very much defined by his connection to Tony Stark which I don't hate because I do love that kind of like wanting to be father-son relationship. I think it's very interesting for yeah. Peter as a character. I do appreciate the skipped over the Uncle Ben thing. I didn't yeah. see that. Like a and, and you can see the effects through his like attachment to Tony Stark. Like you see the effects. And I think that's very interesting. 
I just don't like how they rely on Stark for a whole lot of tech, and that bugs me. I'm glad they're leaning more towards, which is interesting. They're leaning more towards Wakanda being the source of higher tech, you know, gadgets which and stuff in the MCU. Would make sense. Which makes a lot of it sense, would, and I think it's a very interesting also, way to kind of transition from to Tony Stark like, to them. To T'Challa, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the Chadwick's tragic uh, death, and I, I, uh, I hated how people treated him uh, when when he had one photo that we that everybody. Yeah, when people were just sitting around, like, cause he 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 was he was yeah. going through it. He was going through it. He was going through it, and like, I, rest in power. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I love a lot of what uh, MCU has done. I love a lot what how they have changed the landscape of filming and comic books in general. I guess Spider-Man, because there are still restrictions put on by Sony. They're like, oh, you can't have this character do that. It's like, oh, and you know what I'm realizing now is that they made it so integral to his character to force him to be in the actual MCU and not taken away. <sighs> yeah. That's, I mean, I, like, I, I think I knew this conceptually, and I think I talked about this before probably, but it's like just like reminding myself like they did it because they needed to have that leverage over him. To kind of just like yeah. it was the only chip that they could use and like i think tom holland was even because tom holland was the only reason why spider-man was able to come back after fucking civil war he literally got drunk at a wedding or like a at some party or some sort maybe with uh with robert downey jr but he literally called up the head of disney and that's fucking sony put them in a room together and be like figure it out this is good for everybody and then he like he like they hung out the phone and they're like well what did you just do he's like what did i just do so he was just like it worked is the reason why yeah it works so like good probably good this is this is this is this is the this is the way this is the good the good way this is the way this is the good this is the synergy that we need we could talk about the mandalorian uh actually i'm i'm cool i'm not talking about the Mandalorian. we got a lot more questions though um we got a lot of more questions that's a different Different you know what? Speaking of which, we're almost at our two-hour mark. Um, we're like a, a bit away. Um, but I wanted to ask you before we hit it, um, if you wanted to, you know, ask one like really good question uh, to end it, or if you wanted to speed run through the rest of the remaining questions. Ooh. I think a lot of my questions. I think I got rid of all the the big heavy ones already, so we could kind of speed through uh, mine. I guess, and if you want to have like one big question, and you, do you have any questions that you were dying to ask? Because let's go through those ones first. Because like, yeah, I have a kind of a meme one. Um, what do you think about meme cryptocurrency meme. meme? What do you think about cryptocurrencies? Oh, yeah. uh, I need some form of government regulation, otherwise, because it seems too volatile and stuff like that. Uh, so, like, just seeing how much Dogecoin changed uh, as of fucking two days ago uh the on the 15th it went from half a cent cents and then went down like yes that is the nature of the stock uh, the stock market a cryptocurrency uh is so ambiguous that it doesn't really have anything else to go up against so like bitcoin is its entire thing so people judge what it's worth so they control how how valuable it is like it needs to have like some baseline like hey this much equals this much in forever 
like this mm-hmm. is like the baseline of what it is so then it, like it, it gets scaled off and the, the the euro or the usd so like it needs to have some baseline so people can always have like hey is this a it's, it is a volatile investment but how volatile is it? because right now it's just fucking so you like you mean like actually making sure it's like a static so you can actually use it as a currency you know is that what you're saying if, because if like if, if bitcoin fluctuates in one day to another it needs to stay static in yes. some way okay it needs to have some uh like baseline like hey one quarter of a of a of a bitcoin is always going to like equivalent to this much or that much or like it needs to be tangible numbers for people to like really understand because otherwise people are going to like i'll give you one one hundredth of a bitcoin for this house kind of thing and then people will be like today that's not it and then tomorrow like i'll give you two houses for that much like it like the the variety uh of the high, the highs and lows of bitcoin is insane so like i think it needs to have some kind of like fucking guideline or something like that but yeah okay then have you like would you ever buy them at any point then oh yeah i, I bought some okay I which what have you bought uh, well i i felt i was a uh, at the tail end of the gamestop thing i let that fluctuate a little bit but that's an actual company amc i bought a little bit of dogecoin it went up and down i just i sold it eventually when i got to like where i where i got it at one of my uh friends uh anthony did a he bought it like in high school for when it was point zero 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 one. so he sold it when it hit the five cents and he fucking made three thousand dollars easy nice so like yeah because he, he just put 50 bucks in he was like fuck it <laughs> i mean i feel like it's a good strategy i put in a hundred bucks because i when once robin hood kind of became very shady i was like i don't want to keep my money in here but yeah, I also exactly. don't, I can't transfer this out and use it for something right. for like a week. And then I was like, all right, uh, nowhere else right now is selling Dogecoin. So I put a hundred bucks in Dogecoin. Do you want to know how much I, ma- I, I technically have made from this surge? I sure. mean, I haven't, you know, taking it out, have but you, have you sold it or is it? I, I just, I just literally held it. I not, I don't care about okay. this money. It's a hundred bucks that I pissed mm-hmm. away and I'm cool with it. Yeah, exactly. I see st- trading stocks as like, if I'm going to the casino, I have I'm going to lose this hundred dollar bill, whether I make it or make it or make it lose it or make it double it or whatever, whatever I make bonus cool pocket and that yeah, I'm only working with like exactly. Like I don't really care. But at the same time, me not giving a shit, I'm technically up four hundred and sixty bucks right now. And that was just like fucking me like being like fucking tossing a hundred bucks to Dogecoin as a joke, literally, because I didn't feel yeah. like leaving robin hood for going through all the process of transferring shit out for my stocks yeah it's a pain in the ass and like i just hated how robin hood was like well oh we're not going to accept uh anybody buying from these specific things like gamestop amc nokia stuff like that because uh yada 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 people are changing how the value is even though that's how it already worked the people were just it was just upset that people figured out its game and it was like we're gonna stop that's that's the whole that's the whole point that's the whole reason why that's the uh, game baby uh people got so upset about gamestop and mm-hmm. it, it's just ridiculous once you realize just how much people who have a lot don't want to give up the way that they got a lot oh yeah 
people with power don't want to lose power. Mm-hmm. And it, the idea of losing power is terrifying, more terrifying than when, when they had no power and they were facing people with power. So like they don't want to return back to that state that they were in because they have gained this power and like all this other stuff. It's a very shitty thing. Your turn. Yep. People should. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. We were talking about that a little bit. We talked about that. Uh, what is one of your favorite memories that you and I have shared? Hmm. This took me a while because I have fucking terrible memory. Um, yeah. I've, I've had too many concussions to really remember things like really good. Unless they like really stick in my head. But I think... Were you there... You were there. Were you there the night that uh, we had that streaking thing at SVCT? Oh yeah, the boxer run. The boxer run. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I wasn't misremembering things because I remember it was. Uh... No, no, that was something that me, Nate, Dane, and Nate's brothers have fucking gone through and like forced upon everybody. And then like once I was like, I was like after that I was like, oh, we shouldn't do this. This is no, we're like, what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> Stop that. It was fun. It was it was, it was stupid fun. It was fun. fun. It was hilarious. I also remember how we used to play fucking uh, 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 Fugitive all the goddamn time. Fugitive was the most interesting kind of game ever. Yeah. And I didn't realize how fucking sketchy it, it really oh, like yeah. would be. Like thinking about all the stuff that happened with police this year. Holy fuck, oh, yeah. dude. Holy fuck. Imagine if we had been like caught doing that. Yeah. I mean like inherently like because like a lot of us were white or were light-skinned mexican so like you could easily have been like oh i'm white and they'll be like all right don't do that stupid kid all right bye bye and then like god forbid any of us were of any other fucking ethnicity that the concept of that is terrifying to even think about and that's something that like i think is very interesting because back then i didn't have those ideas like i like i knew of oh. it and i you know oh, i knew of it. thought I about it like, but like, it's, it's like it's like out of sight out of mind like that happens to other places exactly but then after last year Ignorance i was like wow sh- i it, sh- it could have been shittier it could have been way shittier just by playing a the, silly the game light that has been shined because of ever since fucking brianna taylor george floyd and uh it's still going on today like it's 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 becoming forced into the public's eye so and everybody hates seeing things that are uncomfortable so like seeing this part of humanity that is supposed to be the great shield of domestic uh life is not a uh, a shield Shield at all it's something that yeah it's a it's a sphere uh, a terrifying sphere and a fucking you live long enough to become the villain, like you either die here or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Like, so apropos, Batman, but like also, when did people become uh, fucking Batman's parents' killer? Show chill. Yeah. When did, when did people decide to continue, like, turn a, turn, turn a blind eye? Turn a blind eye. Like, it just. You know what bugs me? People who say like back the blue, you know, not because like I don't I don't understand that, you know, fucking police officers are people, you know, but here's the fucking fact of life. Policing 
is an occupation. It is not a way of life. It is not something imposed on you. I was born fucking brown. I can change it like Michael Jackson if I want, but I never want to because I am proud of myself. You can quit your job of being a fucking police officer whenever the fuck you feel like it. I can't quit being brown unless I go through the Michael Jackson process. And even then, people would hate you would still Michael Jackson process. Genetically brown. Yes, exactly. And so it wouldn't change anything. Leopard can't still ask me. Yeah, and my, my I would still get asked stupid questions like, "Oh, did your parents hop the border? Oh, where are you really from?" Like, fuck you! Like, just being a. I remember occupation. telling people to fuck. Like, people can't control their skill color. Ugh, I hate people. People suck. I fucking people hate do them. suck. Like a person individually, uh, uh, is neither good or evil. Society as a whole could, uh, tends to be selfish and assholey. So, like, people by themselves, great. Like, you're great. But, like, a group of you, fuck you. It gets too... Uh, hive mind too, bullshit. It gets too hive mind. You know, speaking of hive minds, you know what I was watching right before we got on this podcast? I was watching Heaven's Gate. It was a documentary on HBO about oh. the UFO cult. And, dude, holy shit. After, literally, this during this week, I was writing for Alien Boy to kind of, like, spice it up a bit for the submission I was telling you about. And I I started today at like noon. I, I finished it like in one sitting almost because it was just so fucking fascinated how people can be warped into that kind of thinking and warped into that kind of belief system. And I'm only tying it to what we're talking about now because this is kind of what is happening right now with people like, you know, supporting things unabashedly without yeah without questioning without having skepticism it's just pure i think this because they say this you know Mm -hmm. that 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 goes back to what i talked about earlier how like my parents raised me like hey fucking think for yourself like we're not gonna like yes this that like you are an individual you have your own brain there's no fucking like matrix fucking hive mind shit you are your own people and then people together could be great or, or not, but whether you choose not to be or it, it depends on the person. And like, hmm. yeah, yeah. And this is like how cults like fucking watching documentaries about cults like Waco. Holy shit. My mom lived through that. She saw that shit live on the news. And like, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm, I'm, I plan on it now. Like after watching this thing, oh, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go through it. Oh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something my guy. It, that's why, I, like, because, like, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but, like, I'm marketing and advertising major. Because uh, mm. I, it is the closest way of business to understand the human psyche and the mind. So, like, that's something that's always fascinating because, like, as we talk, but, like, you and I talk, we always, like, try to connect to people, like, on a one-on-one. So, mm. like, if there wasn't a pandemic, I'd literally be fucking probably t- hand on shoulder, like, discussing this point. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it's just, some, it's something that, like, fascinates me. And, like, understanding how the human mind works and how people see things like i talked about how this can of fucking cold brew is symbolic to 1950s america and like how like how it's going to elicit different reactions to that so just understanding that kind of stuff but like if i had power to take advantage of that is terrifying yeah anyways uh 
And which is also kind of, it's kind of shocking because remember when you think about the average person, the average mm-hmm. intelligence of the average person, there's people below that average. A lot of people oh, yeah. below that average. Yeah. And it's called an average for a reason. Yeah. And it, and it's pretty terrible because like the humanist in me wants to help them, you know, to think for themselves and to help them, you know, come to some kind of you can't change actualization. Exactly. And that's really unfortunate. Like I'm never going to tell some super proud MAGA hat wearing uh, proud boy that he, that he was wrong. Cause he's never going to admit it to himself. It's a, it's a brick wall. Unless people want to change, you can't change them. You yeah. can't help people if they don't want to be helped, which is one of the big lessons I had to learn throughout all my experiences in life, all my relationships, stuff like that. Like I have to like, you have to focus on like, if I can't change you, I'm going to help. I'm going to change the world. It's not. And plus, and here's the other part too, is that it's not your responsibility to change anybody either. It's not. No, no. It's It's like, it's. What is also our right to change other people that don't want to get changed. Yeah. Like why do we get that? You know, why do we feel compelled to do that? And it's always like this kind of, seemingly selfless selfless reason like oh i want to save them from something or oh i want to help them with something but here's the thing it's all going to be selfish in general because it comes from you wanting to do this because of your fear or your understanding of something or your perception of the world you can't you can't force someone out of a position you know, that they got themselves into if they don't want to get out of it. And it's kind of help them learn from, from their mistakes and their lessons and their actions. Yeah. Which is they choose to or not to accept those lessons is up to them entirely. Exactly. But it always, it's do with it what you will. But then it's always sad that especially because we were just talking about cults because like the people in the cult that I just watched, which is the heaven's gate cult, like they believed in, you know, a spaceship coming down and come in, um, that was going to come and save them and take them to the next level, ascension to yeah, like was that heaven. The, yeah, it, it, I watched that one. It was weird, but like it is, it is weird and fascinating. But the thing that I noticed from every single like member and person within the cult, like all the interviews and stuff like that, through all the interviews and just like all the stuff, is that a lot of these people just genuinely have some kind of dysphoria that they just having, you know, they never got support for, like they, yeah, you know, have something going on with them or their lives that they just you know never had that support system never had that connection and this cult filled it and they committed 100 percent straight up to the death and it's just so mm-hmm. i have so much sympathy because these are just people looking for empathy is the better word empathy i guess uh like i have empathy for these people because like I know a few of them were probably, you know, a lot of them actually seemed to be like either they were like closeted and couldn't face those facts or they were um, having some form of gender dysphoria, but they didn't know how to explain it or like, you know, come to grips yeah. with it. And then at the same time, Something some probably just like liked aliens. Was part of that. And they yeah. Like- and they couldn't mesh that well. And so they thought that, uh, you know, a better no situation would be, would be in a cult. Because this is where the people, you know, support them. They don't give a fuck if these, you're, you know, kind of different. accept me for who I am or, like, what I, why I think like this. So the person or, who is the leader, I have to commit everything to because they are committing to me, so I have to commit to them. Yeah, and that's – it's just so 
tragic that these people who are very easily, you know, uh, Huh, someone in chat said they can't hear you. Can't hear me? Oh, he's not talking, that's why. Oh, yeah, oh there, my a, God. Did you okay. do this all and Okay, there we go. Now we're good. Too late now. Um You'll have to catch it on the podcast, everybody. Yeah. Oh well, who cares? These are all no one was even in here, so I don't give a fuck. Um so hopefully it just recorded properly it's recorded no, I, I, so you'll, you'll have yeah i've that's the guy who i double double check me yeah. um yeah it's very unfortunate for um these people because they kind of um seem so susceptible to any kind of belief system that gives them some sort of purpose because they felt so purposeless you yeah. know give some uh it's like a carrot and a stick kind of thing like they wanted to be accepted by society or accepted by other people or like they needed some hole filled and this cult carrot and stick they're like hey we can uh accept you and stuff like that you just gotta do a few things to get the carrot and once you get the carrot like yada 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 shame weird tangent yeah. weird tangent your turn yeah or is it my turn uh, no i think it's my turn um okay. So mine are more like fucking quick bang out ones because we talked about a few of them sporadically throughout. Uh, da, 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 da. What is something that is your guilty pleasure that you don't, don't think you'll ever be able to give up? Um, hmm. I think in and out maybe. Maybe, I mean, obviously Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Hot Cheetos, Hot Cheetos are, are a given. I, I've been trying and yeah. failing um, I also, you know, reduce my consumption of them. So don't freak out people. Um, yeah, I say that as I have a bag of hot Cheetos open next to me, but like, I haven't had hot Cheetos in a, a couple of weeks. It is, it is a, it is literally a reward for me having done something, uh, for myself this week. Um, I mentioned in the early parts of the podcast. Yes, exactly. Um, but I think in and out is my, it's my favorite place to go. It's like, mm-hmm. it tastes the best i don't feel like shit after eating like every other place like it feels you know yeah. not as yeah, fucking terrible fucking four days a week so like i've worked there for six years so like fucking i haven't gotten sick of it i like i'll change up what i get but like uh if i worked at uh, mcdonald's i'm like i've seen videos of mcdonald's from my business classes i want to hurl looking at that background and the what the things I've seen that go on in, in the mcdonald's uh back room back in the day i don't know if it's still the same thing today but in and out has been the same uh, same way since 1946 so like if you see what you get like so like yeah I, I totally understand that i would when i was at school i would go a few weeks months uh, without in and out because i didn't want to get reminded of work but that's because mm-hmm. of work not because of the food yeah so i totally get you on that but uh but i think yeah i think that would be my answer i don't have many other guilty pleasures uh because i'm not very guilty i don't feel guilty about many yeah, of my pleasures you know because because the idea of guilty, feeling guilty for your pleasures, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's it comes off from like a cast, yeah, which I think is fucking like, like stupid. Like I dragons, like, heavy metal, or something like that. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I grew up with a lot of Catholic guilt. I grew up with a lot I, of Catholic guilt. Um, it got to the point where I just didn't want to deal with it, and I stopped thinking about Catholicism. Um, yeah. but like. The, the, one of the big 
that's one of the things that like I really dislike about organized religion is that it makes you feel guilty for doing things that are perfectly natural. Like, you know, the joke is, is that like, uh, why did, uh, why did this bad thing happen? Because you touch yourself at night um, is like a joke in itself, but it's really part of this whole idea that you have to deny yourself, your own humanity. The fact that you're a human, you have to deny it and, you know, expunge it or suppress it because because i say so and it always just kind of like who are you to judge like if, yeah like why should i feel guilty when you reach the big man if the big man's there or not depending on the religion so like the big man may or may not be there uh that's technically the only person that should judge you but you're not on the mortal plane anymore so like why would a man who says he is the mouthpiece of I don't and like, like it doesn't, it doesn't like mega churches should not exist. Yeah, mega churches should not exist. And then the other thing is that like does it really matter? Like it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of everything. I mean, sure, the most devout, the most, you know, adherence to the rules, cool, good for you. I don't think yeah. that's a good thing to do. I be. don't like how when people take advantage of people who genuinely have the love of that religion or like genuinely follow it but like people who take advantage of people's feelings or that or justification because of these things that aren't applying to like certainly today like oh you can't like i hate when people cherry pick religion you gotta mm-hmm. accept it all or you can't have none like fucking like when people are like oh oh in uh uh leviticus 332 i can't remember what i can't remember what it is but like people like in one of the verses of the of the Old Testament, uh, homosexuality is a sin, so you can't do that. And like, so people like I love clapping back with. Uh, I just send those kind of people a specific clip from the West Wing. And if you haven't seen the West Wing, it's- no, I know specifically, but I haven't watched it yet. But it is on my list. There is a specific scene. So the president, uh, he's religious, and this and this lady is. Uh, I don't say uh, homosexuality sin. It's the Bible, and then she quotes the. the Bible verse, and then he, then the president, uh, just goes down the list. Like, oh yeah, while you're thinking about this, do I have to stone, burn my mother in a small fire, because she planted two different crops side by side, or can I have the police do that? Can the the red, redskins, uh, if they wear gloves, are uh, are they allowed to touch the skin, the skin of a of a dead pig? Makes one unclean and stuff like that. So pe- people that cherry pick like. Homosexuality is sin because the, uh, one of the verses of the Bible uh, says says so because it, it's it's God's word. You're also ignoring what happened at the end of the book of Job, where uh, one of the kings of Bethlehem literally is fucking his two young uh, daughters. Like, is that scary? Like, oh, you okay? Just... You're okay with that part? Yeah, you're, you're okay, not okay with, that, with but like, uh, the gay part. The gay is the icky part. That, yeah, the gay is the icky part. Like, that's some nice sea fish you're eating. Uh, you can't eat shellfish. Uh, like, oh, that's a nice polyester shirt you got there. You gotta burn in hell now because you have. Uh, you have two different, two different. It's 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 it's, it's a cherry picking ridiculousness that I think is I, yeah. part of fucking. We how are we gonna tie this back to the question? Fuck, I can't uh, really tie guilty it. Guilty pleasures. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Guilty pleasures and it. There's nothing to like, feel guilty about. Hot Cheetos <laughs> are in and out. Yeah, there's nothing to feel guilty about a pleasure that brings you happiness in this mortal life. There are, obviously, 
exceptions. There are major, huge exceptions to guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures like, you know, you know, you know the common joke about the Catholic Church and uh, and uh, mm. <laughs> and shit like that. That's a technically a really fucked up, you know, guilt. But for the most in the part, literal sense, in the literal yeah. sense. But for the most part, most things that people do that are just normal, natural human things shouldn't be treated with guilt. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you feel about the U.S. finally uh, leaving Afghanistan? Fucking took long enough. Like it was supposed to happen. Well, one, it was supposed to happen a long time ago. Um, I don't like unjust wars. I don't like uh, policing things that uh, that we really have. Like, yes, on a global scale, we have we have a say in like a. a where everything happens and stuff like that, but like, wh- what is our right to force a war upon somebody else? And like, I, I don't, uh, and not just force I, a war, but like, be there for the longest time. Where I I yeah. I don't understand this. Like, I guess need to say we have like a victory or something in a conflict because it's. It, it wasn't World War Two. There was like fucking right after nine eleven, we invaded the wrong country because they might have had weapons of mass destruction. I don't. I'm trying my best to word this correctly so I don't offend the lives of people who have, who have died fighting. The country. I'm trying not like it's just. It's just we didn't need to stay so there so long. Yeah, we just did not need it, to stay yeah, so we long. Didn't need, we didn't need to. Stay, we didn't need to stay there that long. Uh, I'm glad everybody's coming home and I don't want us to go to war again. I unfortunately think you're going to be wrong about that. And I, oh, hate, 100%. I hate that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know. But um, yeah. Uh, it's a good thing. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, fucking yeah, there's an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Uh, All right, but then how do how do you feel about you know, let's say there were a rise in you know terrorism once everything gets pulled away? Um, what do you what do you? I don't think, think it then? should be our sole responsibility. Okay, because uh, we've taken to being uh the big global police. Um, since one of my Greek Greek cousins, Teddy Roosevelt, was uh, speak uh, softly, Gary Big Stick, and then FDR was like, you only had the like. I don't think we should go into something that's not one hundred percent necessary. And if we do need to enter in something, we need to enter in something as like a, as a global union. Like, as like if it, if it's a if, if it's big enough for us to get like us to get involved, it's big enough for everybody else to get involved. So like. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have like an equal shake of the stakes, I guess. I don't. I don't know how. I don't really know how to word it properly. No, I think I think you got it kind of right. I think I, maybe I can like summarize it a bit better. Is that if the problem is significant enough to warrant our intervention, then it warrants you know the world's intervention too. Yeah. 
then wouldn't you couldn't you also say that about you know terrorism inside the middle east yeah i mean at this point we need to focus a little bit on the domestic terrorism true the, the world stuff I, I always think that we should focus on ourselves first before we focus on other people because there's enough stuff to deal with at home rather than away but mm-hmm. because we spend the most by a significant portion it seems like we almost have to use the money that we're the absolute shit metric fuck ton of money squared that we're spending on military to do other things and like i'm not taking anything away from the people who have served like my best friend like God, he was he was previously aforementioned uh in the, in the previous podcast episode so i i don't want to take anything any anything away from the sacrifices or anything that they've done uh, i just there's no need to send people out to die when there's no reason yeah i think that's the simplest way to kind of state that you know throw on the topic of wars and you know russia is encroaching into ukraine and china is encroaching into philippine waters what do you what okay what do you think would what do you think will spark world war three could spark world war three uh well honestly i thought it was gonna like if trump got assassinated that was it if that was i think that was going to be the biggest one in what i think um but that oh, thank god that didn't happen um shoot obviously we're not we're, we're not in world war three thank god we're not in world war three that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. um uh if uh what would start it i hope it's not something that would have led to something akin to the allied treaties of france uh, what uh, occurred after france Ferdinand, which was the 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 sparking point of what happened uh to world war one like because I, we're allied with you and you got attacked we we're forced to intervene because we we're allied with you and domino effect and stuff like that i hope it's not one of those cases i um if anything i think it would have to be something massive, like a, like like a big bomb goes off in a major city, uh, a, like the head leader, like something happened to Putin, and you could blame it to other people, other like it's there's too many what ifs to consider of what could happen or what could not have happened, but it 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 is important to keep an eye on it, but like also like. Okay. Shouldn't be our sole responsibility. Then let me paint you the scenario. Uh, Russia decides to invade more of Ukraine, take over more place that they do more than just Crimea, and you know at this point Ukraine kind of tries to trigger a NATO response because there's now ground war inside Ukraine. See that that scenario is dangerously similar. Uh, uh, different wording, but like exactly what happened to Poland with Hitler. It's like, oh, this was part, originally part of our land, which is what the Croatia, uh, the Ukraine thing, uh, what Russia is claiming, what happened. Like, oh, this be part of us, so like, we're going to just absorb them back in, even though they say they're their own thing, kind of thing. I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely uh, expertly versed in this. So, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. 
Um, we're people. We, we're, we're speaking off the cuff right now. This isn't prepared, really. We're speaking off the Yeah. Um, I think... I don't know, because that happened for World War Two, and nothing really happened even with the slap on the wrist you know like it's it is a dangerous slope to go down uh and i don't know i don't know if there's anything you can do uh, without some form of bloodshed you know but that's what sucks about humanity that seems to be the only way we understand violence it takes it takes blood to cement ideas in place as unfortunate but, uh, as it is, we learned that through the Civil War. We learned that through World War Two. Yeah, World War One. It's uh, interesting because there always seems to be some form of martyrism to really get anything started or ended. You know, it's there's always a scapegoat. There's always some form of martyr um, in the really big ones. So, like I. If you keep an eye out for what that could be, you can help possibly prevent that, but I don't know. I don't, I, I don't have a real good answer. No worries. It was not one I prepared for you. Glad you answered it, though. Okay, how many questions do you have left? Uh, let me talk about that. Talk about, uh, really, like, only two ones, like, how's your music taste changed over the years? Okay. Um, my music chase has I got into synthwave recently. Oh, nice. It was really weird. Okay, I got into synthwave and electronic music music recently. I was super on the uh on the cyberpunk hype and excuse me if you can hear that. Big sad by the way. I, I'm Big I'm content. I'm I'm very content with my purchase. Um we can get into it in a bit, but basically I was super on I was super hyped for it because like I love the cyberpunk genre. Yeah. I think it is my one of my favorite. Uh, sorry. Blade Runner, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, it is one of my favorite genres and subgenres within science fiction because, one, it's very bleak, and I love bleak, dramatic shit. And then also, at the same time, it is... Plaus- it's the one of the most plausible versions of the future that yeah. i think uh either go mad max or blade runner i mean Bla- the whole thing that i thought was super cool about cyberpunk was that it was they were one in the same you know mad max happened because you know blade runner was happening basically you know so the world went to shit and so if you weren't in you know one of the big cities you know scraping by sure. you were you were fucking mad maxing it up in the wilderness and i think that's unfortunately it's 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 one of the most fascinating things because especially with stuff because it's the most plausible especially i hate to say it after seeing this uh past election year and seeing how things i've been changing this pandemic seeing the fact that we're running out of water the fact that global warming is uh piling up Mm -hmm. like cyberpunk is the most plausible future out of all science fiction and it is fucking terrifying especially because it, it should terrify you that that's the most possible the out of everything mm-hmm. because you understand they're the in it. It, it's then that's what it is it's showing you that like your lack of humanity is what led to this moment and it's what's going to keep you mm-hmm. kind of afloat barely but just barely 
it's but I and so so and so through my love of that, I guess I started listening to things uh, like they had a cyberpunk playlist to kind of like listen to music well oh, before yeah. it, it's, it's good. before it's real good. And I started listening to the playlist and there was a couple songs that I thought were super cool and super awesome. Um, so I was like, I like the tone of this. I'd never really listened to electronic music before or in general, really, until I decided to just click on this to kind of get lo- a little bit of a hype slash inspiration for my own writing. Yeah. And then, you know what? I was like, all right, cool. This is awesome. So I started exploring more synth wave, more, you know, mm-hmm. chill wave, et cetera, stuff like that. And I genuinely think it's some of the best fucking music because I, it's my perfect writing music because I, it gets me thinking. It gets me in a very elevated state of mind. It's not like lo-fi, which isn't terrible, the but lo-fi are, are... are firing. And like lo-fi makes me sleepy. I, I, I don't hate yeah. lo-fi, but lo-fi, it's too chill for me. It's like, See for me, it's like coffee, opposite. coffee shop music. It's it's too yeah. chill for me, and so I need stuff that needs like something to like the brain to like help focus it. So like I listen to Beethoven, I listen to lo-fi. Mm-hmm. there's a Legend of Zelda lo-fi album that I literally listened to for a year straight. Like there, it was it has so many repeats on it mm-hmm. because it's something I just put on immediately because it helped bring down the brain. bring down and then see and that works and that's a great thing to have. Um. But when I was writing, it was pretty much chill. like, and it's great to have chill, uh, chillness in, uh, in when you're trying to work. I, however, need to feel like I am firing off on a few cylinders because ideas flow in those like sparks and they flow in those moments. Yeah. And they flow better when I don't have any lyrics. Like I've tried to listen to the playlist that I oh, made yeah, that yeah. have songs I, with lyrics. I can't have words it's, in my songs. I type the words out eventually. It's, it's so egregious the only times when it works is if you know the theme and the lyrics of the song fit well within whatever i'm you know trying to create and in which case you know i'll listen to that on repeat on repeat like i listened to um sin miedo by uh kelly uchis her new album um when i was writing this other thing and it was oh it's so good it is such a good fucking album and it was it really low key helped me write this thing that I kind of want to that I really want to make now and um, I couldn't have like found it unless I started listening to more like um, I try to listen to more uh, like indie Latino stuff more often. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. like I just click on the playlist <laughs> and just listen to it often as I can. Um, because I found that I don't like. I can't really listen to that stuff because an ex girlfriend's dad. Oof. Uh, is the front man of the Los Angeles de Norte. Oof. So they also had a concert near my school when I was telling my friend. He's like, "You mean that band on the flyer?" I was like, "Oh, oh." Oof. <laughs> can't can't escape. Oof. But yeah, I can't listen to the things with words if I'm typing or writing or something like that. I, like eventually, I'll just write because it distracts. Like, it, yeah, it doing, distracts. Yeah. I do. I feel the same. Exactly. If I'm like working on my car or i'm like cleaning fucking something i can scream get me pumping that's that's what i kind of like you wait know? so you so you dated the daughter of someone in los Angeles in the norte yeah i don't remember this this was uh after high school oh no no it was at the end it was after one of the uh one of the girlfriends that we talked about uh, poor candace interesting i had no idea Huh. Interesting. Anyways, I got. 
What's something you've never done that seems normal to other people? And what's something that you really oh, want to yeah. do once quarantine is over? I was hoping you were asking this question. Uh, so something that I could never do personally, and like I even talked about it with my little brother last night, uh, was a, a hookup culture. Ah. It doesn't fucking compute in my head. Okay. Like Explain. Like, so... I always like having like a personal connection with kind of thing with people. So like, I always pride myself on like knowing the person, like, like kind of like their mind. So I don't know. I don't know how to put, but I like knowing people before doing that kind of stuff. Like it always just made me inherently uncomfortable. Like, like even being kind of put in those situations. Like if I don't know you kind of thing, because like, then I was like, well, uh, it just, it makes me think too much about things that shouldn't be a, talking about it, like in that current moment of like kind of this kind of thing so like i've always been bad at like, bumble and tinder and stuff like that because like that's kind of like there's like no real connection kind of thing which is always what kind of sucks because like i strive off of like you find common ground and then you can go off there but like i i i'm not as good so so then hold on let me let me let me pick this a little bit so is it because you think you can't get the actual connection to these things because like i know people who've got connections through oh yeah i know people who have have gotten connections i just i don't like uh the lack of how, how else would i put it like a like it does it not like feel how, natural like does it feel like it not no, didn't come out naturally or something it seems like too frivolous i guess like there's not like not like a so the, so you so you so okay so you so then you're thinking about far, like, far and in between Okay, so it's like more about like the whole culture of the people who use those things. Yeah, it seems like people okay. only like uh, judge people based off of their bios or photos of them. So that like it like it, it doesn't have inherent body shaming, but there is body shaming in it. Inherently. It doesn't have it does have inherent body shaming as fucked up as it is. That's what, like, that's like, what I mean, da- like, dating is body shaming. <laughs> the, the, the dating is body shaming. So it's not something that like is unnatural to the to the thing. But like I like. As a person, I, I always like making eye contact. Like, it does make some people uncomfortable, but I always like a handshake or a hug or something like that. Like, I always like being uh, physically present. Yeah. But yeah. Like, so, like, I know that, like, if uh, a topic that we're talking about doesn't, isn't uh, interesting to them, or like a, how, like, they, the subtle movements of their eyes, whether or not they're trying to remember something or whether or not, it like, it's, I, I, I like having some form of, like, grounding to the situations because like so like as we talked about earlier like anonymity like like yes you know who i am but like there's no real consequence for saying something or like saying or uh, saying i don't know it's it's just something that so like, so there's a dis- i understand i get it yeah there's just something there's that, a disconnect like, that you that you can't you can't bridge i can't overcome that makes sense i understand that you know this kind of makes me think about like the different kind of like love languages and shit that that are like in the world like Oh yeah, I'm one of those people that, you know, whereas I wear my heart on my sleeve, I've o- I've always been that kind of person, mm-hmm. and it's very easy for me to be open about my feelings and tell them straight up. Um, yeah. Like when when I talk to Gabby, it's not as much as a sorry burping. It's not as much as a uh, an effort to you know explore what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking about in my head about anything yeah. um as opposed to her where she's you know used to being more you know reserved with her feelings less 
completely open and i'm over here like spilling my beans on the internet i'm like fucking i have fucking (laughs) problems and here they are here they are i don't care if you care or no whatever that's that's me that's not how she is and i think that yeah the thing about like tinder and bumble and stuff like that is that if you are not a good communicator through like like text yeah like if your preferred method is like inherently like phone calls or like face-to-face conversations you're already at a disadvantage for making that connection with the person because you don't know how to kind of imbue i guess that human connection inside of those texts like there's texts where i have gabby and i'm like you know very like I'm like writing an essay basically, but then there are other times where I'm just like, you know, I'm busy and I have to like send short stuff and things. And yeah. that affects how you're communicating with people. Yeah. Like, like in, for instance, like a period at, at the end of a short sentence, like, okay, period. When the you end. read it, when you read it, is that okay? Or is it, was it autocorrect okay. or is it not? Or like, like, yeah. Sarcasm it's, doesn't translate at all in, in the written form. Unless expressly like italicized, bolded, like made obvious that it's the sarcasm, which is different in person, uh, in, in person to person, most of mm-hmm. So like it's just, it's just there's so many little things that like sometimes things are funny because they do like an action to it or something mm-hmm. that like and I, it, that's a not. yeah, and that's another thing. Like I found myself like texting with Gabby and we're just you know talking about stuff like our thing like just normal relationship things and then it's taken in a completely different context or a different like emotion or con- connotation because it's a text and so you know without throwing out emojis inside of it like you can't really yeah and there's also an inherent this is going to be a dis- too many emoji. there's there's too, there's too many things there's too many factors that like uh that kind of are... communication comes that comes with that communication yeah. And I, I think I, I think I kind of agree with you that I think talking in person is the simplest way. Um, I don't know if I have your hangups with like Tinder and Bumble and stuff like that. I've never I mean, like actually made an effort to use them, and thankfully no, well, I don't have I to. I haven't had to for the past four so years. It's for people to just ghost each other. That's also something that I don't, I don't really like. I think is the other part that like is kind of hard to contextually put in, like. Uh, oh yeah, you guys are having a great connection. Then like, you either are too busy to talk for like a few days, or like you just straight up like, I don't like talking to this person, and I don't want to sit like, like I'm gonna like not hurt their feelings by saying like, I don't like you, or like, well that was great. Like you can read that stuff off body language. Like the person was like, oh that wasn't like a great date, whatever, and then move along, and then like that's that. They understand physically like, oh that's not a great date, but like if you go to somebody like. People are going to be wondering, like, oh, was it something I did? Was it something they did? Like, and then but here's the, here's the other thing: if someone ghosts you, they don't have the emotional maturity to tell you to your face that hey, it's not going to work out. Exactly. Like, it's not it's not that hard to be like, hey, I think you're uh, an interesting person or a nice person, or you don't even have to say that. It's like, hey, I don't think it's going to work out. See ya. The, just straight up saying that is way better than like getting ghosted or ghosting other people. I don't understand mm-hmm. why people avoid this you know pretty common normal thing of human interaction like they're gonna be people you don't want to date like that's just gonna happen you have to learn how to manage you know a person because they're still a person i mean unless you're like that racist asshole that you had to kick out of your fraternity like it's pretty easy to be like hey i just don't think we're gonna work out sorry it was nice meeting you yeah have a good rest of your life like if you think about it dating only has two outcomes like you either get married or you don't 
I mean, people yeah, will have very different even, ideas for that, though. Yeah, there's like, there's always like, in th- the way I, I guess the way I view it is like, if I'm dating somebody, this is somebody I could also spend the rest of my life with her. Like, so like that's like the end goal. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. happen to be there, like, hey, I'm sorry, this is not working out. Like, you know, or like that's just. Then, it seems like people's end goals are different. I mean, that's you know, like some people just want to smash. Some people don't want to smash. But like, as long as things are communicated, like properly, like, hey, I'm just here for the weekend. Like, let's let's get a drink or let, let's hook up or like whatever. People need, aren't great communicators uh, over text rather than in person. I'm not. It's it's really hard to explain my whole mindset about this because it's weird. Like, I'm, I'm like in the small. No, the, the, then let me ask you something. Do you think that you're like sapiosexual or demisexual? And in case you don't know, if you're listening to the podcast, sapiosexual means means that um, you know you're more you you don't get you don't form an emotional or uh, sexual attachment to somebody without you know first admiring. Sapiosexual, I think, has been like reduced to you know the idea that you're attracted to smart people. But what I've kind of always like interpreted it as is that like you're more interested in the higher going ons of someone's mind rather than most other physical things. And I've heard demisexual used as someone who, as a person who kind of really doesn't get or prefer um, like that connection without having first having an emotional connection in place. It's like you have to care, like how you were saying earlier, like you have to care about the person before you can think about doing um, anything. It's it's weird because I guess I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Like a few of my uh, my exes, like we either started dating because like we were attracted to each other physically, or like sometimes like like hey, you're like a good friend, and like we think on the same wavelength, like and then that just happened to be the natural progression. Like I, I don't know. Like uh, I would like to think that like I like to th- think of the person as a person rather than than just a hunk of meat sometimes. And I like putting faces to names, I guess, because like I've had so many concussions in my life that it's hard to remember fucking uh, thing. Like if, if it's not important, it's not cemented in my goddamn brain. Or like yeah. it is, and it's gonna be like in a weird weird place that I remember. That's why I go on weird tangents because connections of brains to go to different places. But um, I don't know. It's it it's it's weird. I guess the. The ladder rather than the like whatever the second one was. I mean, you like you, technically, you also don't have to be it either. Like, you, yeah. it doesn't have to be defined. It really doesn't matter. It's like you like what you like, and you don't like hooking up culture, and you don't like hookup culture, which I I think is perfectly valid. I also think it's perfectly valid if someone's like, I'm on Tinder to fuck. Just to hook up, yeah. Like, just as long as the people like, I don't like leading people on. I guess there we me. yeah okay. Leading people on and ghosting people are like my biggest issues with that with the hookup kind of culture thing like, and it, it makes if, it in it because of if this, you know what your lane is that's cool mm-hmm. yeah because of that like people can eat it like I, i'm but as long as like labels or you know what your lane is you know your role like whatever as long as everything is commuted up front like hey you're here for like your ass and like you're here for your brain like what i don't know how, like if you're here for this explicit reason you're here for this explicit reason. like I, I just like knowing where where i fucking stand in life I guess. All right, and you find it yeah, easier to like do this in person than to do it through like 
online dating stuff. I guess at least to because a hookup culture would you know existed before all hey, these hey, hey, apps hey, and stuff hey, too. It existed before. I just don't like how people like uh um it's it it's easy for people to fucking like it's like, so do you are you upset that people like can hook up more? Is is that is that low key no, what you're saying? No, no, no. It's I don't like Because who knows, maybe maybe some people are really like happy with the fact that it's so much easier to you know have oh yeah don't get me wrong i'm not trying to like shame anybody this is just my personal opinion that like i don't like how people like can like easily ghost people or like Mm -hmm. like how people are like inherently like oh you should know what what uh what my intentions are just because of like i'm on one dating app over a different dating app kind of thing or like a different version of this specific dating app and stuff like that it doesn't Mm -hmm. There's too many like unknowns, I guess, for me because I'm also stupid in these in these situations, I guess. So like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm really like, how to put it or how to explain it. But like, I don't know. I just don't like how people uh, seem like they can easily like, like I, I don't know. There's. I had a question. That sounded a lot more. That sounds a lot more bitter than it, than probably I intended. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you're fine. I'm trying to think of a question. It was it was right there in the tip of my tongue. Um, fuck you, brain. Why did you let it go? Literally, it, it was there, and I thought it was a good. Uh, we were talking. I was talking about ghosting, and then uh, knowing your what, like what people like want from you. Kind oh, of okay. Thing. Now, now, now I got it. Now I got it. Thank you for the reminder. Um, so I guess my question then at the same time is that like hookup culture is kind of predicated on this idea that dating is seen as, you know, like trying so people out. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like some people see it as like tryouts almost like I'm going to date a bunch of different people, you know, see how I'm compatible with them in this regard. Maybe like some people might be more like upfront, like I want to fuck you first, you know? And then, like, see if yeah. it's worth I mean, more, or sometimes it's not even you know it's worth that I one time guess. and then never a game. But then, like, maybe some other people might be like, "I'm meeting a bunch of different people." You know, my intentions aren't necessarily overtly sexual, but they're also not yeah, sexual either. I guess it just kind of depends on the definition of hookup culture. I guess. Yeah. So, like, but then, but then, hold on. Way, I, like, I think. Hold on, let me let me finish my question, and then so yeah, my, my it's predicated on that, and then I guess what you're I, is what you're coming off from is saying that like your intention when you date someone is to aim for the long haul. Um, like like if like if you don't see yes. a potential future with this person, there's not point. Well, yes, uh, no, I was like. I like to know because then here's my other question I'm added saying. on top of that. But then my question on top of that is like, how would you know that this is someone you want to marry? This is true. Uh, is would you want to meet your wife on your first date? Like, is that what you're because because that's no, kind no, of no, what no, you're no, describing no. So like, almost. I, that's not what I intend to describe. I guess. Um, I guess the best way to to describe it is I don't like. I guess seeing people as like uh, disposable meat before uh, disposable or as like uh, a whole as a whole kind of thing. I don't like, I like seeing people as people 
like because mm -hmm. everybody's a unique and individual like i like like recognizing them as a person before like like if it, it's part of them like yes your body is obviously your body is part of you but like if it's part of your identity then like awesome like but, but like i don't like uh when people are like so you don't like the callousness of it intentions but no it's, it's i don't like how people can easily uh like uh like it's not even oh god it's hard to it's hard to put this in words uh yeah keep, keep going <laughs> i might figure out how to describe it no worries i'm just i'm just asking questions because i'm yeah, just like thinking going. about it too it's been a, like i have not experienced really hookup culture or anything i've always i've been kind of the same way as you i'm a yeah. unfortunately serial monogamist um not monogamous yeah, i'm not it's not monogamy it's not marriage look, looking at my serial dater like i i move to things that i want to be important to importance to importance to important um so i never really had like any kind of like hookup phase or anything like that um there's no man or phase for in my life i mean i makes any sense the closest i got i think might have been sometime in like my junior or senior year of high school but like i also was not i also still then did not like hookup culture because it just doesn't like to me it doesn't sit well i guess for me not that i don't uh, because i all my relationships have been long mm -hmm. and like i inherently knew that like this, this is not gonna like this is gonna end at some point but like i like always like giving the benefit of the doubt to the relationship i always like like seeing things to fruition to completion kind of thing. I don't mm -hmm. like uh, dropping something in the middle. Be like, ah, it's a Tuesday. Nah. Kind of thing. Uh, like I don't like how frivolous. I guess another, that's another word I throw out there. But, but I, here, it's here's, so impossible for you to describe. This. No, no. But then here, here's the here's my question to you. Then is that like, if you're 20, and you have an entire career future that you want for yourself. Mm -hmm. Why is it so wrong to understand and comprehend that you might not meet the love of your life at 20 years old? You might meet them through, you know, your work or something in the future. Oh, right? yeah. No, I okay. mean, like, I, I'm fully... Love works in mysterious ways and happens when you least expect it. Like, you could be in a relationship and then, like, because, like, you don't have to, like, be in love with somebody before you date. Like, that's that hardly ever is ever the case like you you grow upon love you like grow these relationships but like uh uh and love is a, a culmination of all these relationships and like all the experiences that you and this person have uh kind of thing i guess uh so i guess because like if hookup culture is so laissez-faire with a uh, that um it, at least in one i guess my definition of hookup culture which i cannot express into words um for the life of me like because like i just can't for some reason like i i don't like it when people are ambiguous like they're like oh they're just on there to swipe i guess and then uh but like uh it's if so when people like don't know, state like, hey, do you want to date yeah, when you don't state your attention, like if I'm I'm, I'm here just for a hookup, you just want me for a hookup. Do you want to date me? Do you want to marry me? Like I, I like I kind of want to know what's going through their head, without it just 
okay, this, that, like meet here on Tuesday, kind of like, then we're going to hook up and then go from there. Like, as long it's like, I just like to know, like, if that's the case, and then like, do you, do you, do you wonder this? Do you wonder this because do you feel like you aren't important unless it's something serious? And I'm asking this because you said earlier that you connected a lot of your self-worth to how much you helped other people. Like, do you wonder if that might be a part of it? Because like, I know this is going to sound weird, but there, there was a a time where um, like, I felt like I wasn't worth it unless somebody validated my my own. Someone validated me basically. And that's kind of why I chased and jumped into relationships. And then, you know, I, got single for a while and I, you know, evaluated who I was and who, what yeah, I yeah, wanted, yeah. wanted to be and then fixed it. I think but before it was like, day, I needed to be important I, to somebody. I think high school me when like a little bit uh, into long relationships and like looking back on it, like now as I talked about earlier, it's uh, hindsight 2020. Um, um, I wouldn't have uh, accepted that, but I think back in the day, yes. But now because I'm, older and mature i'm like i just want i don't it's not like waste your time kind of thing because that's not the right words because like yeah there are time wasting relationships that when you know they're like hey this is just a relationship we're just like we're just gonna mess around every so often like i'm gonna like the the, the 3 a.m kind of call kind of thing which is perfectly fine i'm not knocking every, anybody for saying that but like i just like it's not worth knowing, it to you no it's not it's not that it's not worth it to me i just don't like i like knowing where i stand and like if i'm like if i as long as i like i know the people's like in like i guess intention like hey i just you're only here for like hookups or like some of that like that because like i know people that like it, it happens too many times on these things they're like hey i'm just here for a hookup and like there's no communication through where like somebody thinks they're 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 going for a, a dating or a long-term kind of thing or like short-term kind of thing and one other person's just there for a hookup like there's there's like a disconnect kind of thing mm-hmm. like i just like to know like hey these two people are like, hey, we're just gonna hook up perfectly fine. Like that's also something that happens. Like, like as long as I or f- for me personally, as long as I know what the what uh, hey, you're uh, I only want to hook up or I want to go on a few dates with you or like or like I need a date to a wedding or something like that. Like w- whatever, I just like to know like where I stand from the start to where this to see if there's anything to build upon. If there's nothing to build upon. Cool. That's so be it. That's that's that but like i just need to know like i don't like having questions because I'm yeah, you don't like the ambiguity you don't so you don't like ambiguity basically it's, and it's, there's too much ambiguity in this kind of like i just like definitions of, of, of uh, words. ah gotcha you know gotcha no i, I get it people I get like it. a lot of guys are like here like i'm just here to smash and girls are I'm like i want a relationship they're like and they're like sometimes they're like, they're like i just want to smash but like there's people also tiptoe around it because people assume the other person wants what they want kind of thing you know like it seems like there's like like nth dimensional game brain games playing and i'm just me i don't know have most of your relationships formed from friendships Uh, yes or introduce because of friends i would say hmm. so like there's some connection to either like we had a friendship to start with 
or this is because we've been in theater groups together and like we just happen to like have helped or like we've like I, one of us had helped other somebody else like during uh, a moment of weakness or something like that or like rebound or like what like what, I don't know like I guess I've been like I've had relationships where I didn't know I was being a rebound and I thought I was because I was it was genuine like like I don't know if that jaded me a little bit I don't know if that's the right kind of thing because do like, you feel upset because you're a rebound no 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 I just would have uh I would have liked to know like during it or end of it like I don't know like because it seems like inherently like because because when I think rebound I think of like a really for lack of a better way to kind of like describe it a really desperate attempt on the other person to get back immediately into a relationship and I'm not saying that I haven't been a rebound or that I haven't also rebounded on people but like that's kind of what it's always felt like almost like people it like they wanted that emotional support that they immediately lost kind of yeah I'm not saying that rebounds are always bad I just like uh think of it like as a as a puzzle piece like the person has a missing piece and they're going to force this this uh, this other random piece and and if it works it works great but like if it doesn't always work that like people i don't know like uh there there seems like a like people like a just like judge the piece that wrong or like the other the I don't know where that analogy went, but uh, it they judged like the piece wrong like, because it's not the one that fits because they were forcing it. Yeah, and like one things end or stuff like that, like the piece never knows that it's the piece, or like they know that it's the piece, and like whether that, whether or not that's like people trying to get to a different piece, like am I a, like you don't know if you're a stepping stone or if you were like I, I don't know. It's every everything is so situational in life, and especially in dating life and stuff like that so like it's hard to like grasp things outside of situations like specific situations you know Mm -hmm. okay i'm weird (laughs) no i i don't think you're weird dude i think that like a lot of people did you know that millennials and Gen Z are the generations that are having the least amount of sex compared to their uh, older compatriots? Yeah. And I think it's due because of the same. Th- it's due to concept of, that I'm dealing with, and like other people like would like no, I, th- I to worry about their housing market and stuff like that. Like, yeah, and I think that's the point. I think there's. I think I don't think you're weird. I think a lot of people think the way you do. I think kind of the same way that you do. I think I don't have like an apprehension much to hook up culture. That's- um, one because I've never really experienced it, but like um, at the same time, I feel like in this world, like this this is like the dichotomy of this super interconnected world. Some people are like, "Oh, there's so many people. I want to be special to a person," and then the other one's like, "I'm, you know, one of many, and you're one of many." And you're going to be one of many. So who cares? Like what I, what I kind of always think I saw it as is that like the people who were, you know, hooking up, were hooking up more essentially mm-hmm. and hooking up a lot more than the people who were, the you connections know, didn't committal. seem uh, as real, I guess, or like as impactful upon the person's life. Cause yeah, it's just, 
and like, that's, and that's it, forget about it. And which is perfectly fine. I think they just like, you know, got fine. ratcheted at to like, you know, an nth degree because it was so much more, it, it's, it hyper normalizes it because people were already yeah. doing it. And now it's more common because the people who are doing it are doing it more often and simpler and faster and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas the people who yeah. are, you know, kind of, I guess, I guess I would say like a little bit old fashioned, you know, though there is that interconnectedness of a bunch of people might feel in this digital age, a little bit more guarded about the people that they let into their life because of that whole vastness, which I think is very interesting. I guess I'd fall into that. That's a little bit more better than the other side. It's a, just, it's, just it's, things it's to think about. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a okay. bunch to think about. If what anybody is, else has that, their opinions on it, let me. Yeah, out. like honestly, like if we kind of just talked off the cuff about this. I want to know um, what's something you really want to do once the quarantine is over. That was the second half of this question. Oh yeah, the second half of this of this really deep question. Um, let's see. I want to be able to fucking honestly, super simple. I just want to go to my favorite bar. I want to go to running shop with my homies. Sit down, have a drink, share some fries with them. Like I just. I I just want to have unguilted human interaction with somebody, I guess. You know, because like you can have a friend over and like, yeah, you'll like I know you're safe, you know I'm safe kind of thing, but like having that interaction with somebody outside, people are gonna be like squinty uh like side eyed, fucking like why why are two people that close together here here's the thing everyone everyone's fucking done that if you if well not everyone everyone who has yeah. someone that they you know literally I this is how i want to feel you should you should you shouldn't feel guilty for doing that though this is kind of how i see it if you're willing to die by your friend or you're willing <laughs> to kill your friend then go ahead and hang out with him nothing's gonna why is that stopping you like this, this is if literally your friends a thing. jumped off a cliff, would you jump after them? I mean, yeah, I gotta save their dumb asses somehow. Ride or die for my mom, for my homies, <laughs> ma. And see, that's kind of that's it's a little bit of that, but it's also at the same time, like, like I I, I saw Gabby during the pandemic. I was gonna stop seeing my girlfriend of four yeah, now no. four years, even though like yeah. you know there is a disease going on because like. I care about her and I'm making an effort to be safe about it. In fact, she was the only person I saw almost the entire time because we care about each other and we made sure that yeah, exactly to see each other. And that shouldn't be something you feel bad about. Yeah, no, they matter to you. Seeing people like I miss the because we used to be up until COVID, like most interconnected humanity has ever been. And I guess I'm recoiling from the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Or like the the change in paradigm of it, like we're still as interconnected as we are, always there. But because I like uh, some form of physical connection to people, handshake, uh, hug, eye contact, kind of thing, bumping the shoulder, sh- walking down the street with somebody, like finding new interesting people in person that like you can join with is something that I really like. So like mm-hmm. having, like yes, like th- a bunch of my best friends that have that like like. I have in my life like i've met like online so like I, I i've always been a gamer always will be a gamer and like having those interconnectivity things is like something that i treasure but like i also really like i don't i like going down sitting down at a bar like not having to worry about anything like and just enjoying being, the yeah, being around people. people yeah i understand yeah, that i just enjoy the presence of people like 
also like uh when we did plays like none of us would have been as close if we had to have like any of the the restrictions or stuff like that like none of the shows would have felt it as important to imagine bro nights imagine trying to have a bro night during imagine uh, bro nights wouldn't exist nope fucking and then, then then you wind up making a podcast because you can't have a bro night exactly and then like <laughs> i went through my phone like my old old snapchat memories like and then i found this one uh because i was because I, I was going through re-uploading all my photos onto my computer so i could edit them because i i edited some photos recently that i have some canvas prints of. like you can see uh, this photo above my head i got a i edited that uh put it onto a giant canvas and then i also have some other photos that i have like i posted the photos on my twitter you can follow me at magic underscore ranger underscore uh to see them uh, it's my pinned tweet so like i have all these photos that like i really like and that i re-edited and stuff like that and like have these as uh, canvas printouts and stuff like that so like it's uh i lost the point that i was talking about but uh connected to COVID, connected to friends connected to bro nights yeah 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 so like i was going through all these old uh photos seeing what else i could edit and stuff like that and i found this one of uh one of my exes like popping up to one of the brothers because we all i i pride myself and always like like hey i'm not i don't hate or anything like yes how things ended might have not have been cool or not or anything but like i always like i'm not gonna like avoid you like the fucking plague or talk shit about you that's not how i am as a person so like if you show up i'm gonna be like hi handshake how are you doing like nice to see you uh see that you're dating my friend now that's perfectly fine you are two uh, different people you have your own lives you have your make your own decisions stuff like that so like waking up I have this one photo of me waking up with one of my exes picking up with her boyfriend at the time at, at, at like the aftermath of a bro night and I just looked like awake <laughs> and I was like who is on me and then like they didn't realize I was the one like asleep like because you can only see the top of my head and like brown hair is like fairly common especially for all our, our specific friend group like I think Chris was only the true blonde uh, I think so too yeah so anybody could have been like oh it could have been anybody uh, so like they didn't realize they were like, hugging and talking sweet and making out on top of me Oof. so like i just have a Oof. photo of me waking up so it's just the eye my like my eye like this is my worst nightmare like my ex that recently broke up with me and my homie that dating her now is making out on top of me Oof. the shit that we put up with me. when we were fucking high schoolers like you should have told me. I would have fucking like said something. I had to wait like, for like an something. hour and a half until somebody else woke up and said something. And like, that, I don't think they even realized I was, I was there. Like, I was awake the entire time because I like, eventually I like, I had to like, I just kind of like tossed my phone. So it hit and they're like, oh, this person's waking up because they dropped their phone. And then like, I'm just like, I was awake the whole time. You, ha- you guys have a car. You can do that there. Thanks. Yeah, that would have been preferable. Yeah. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I I do not condone sex at bro nights, by the way. I do not condone <laughs> I don't condone shenanigans. <laughs> I don't condone shenanigans at bro nights. Shenanigans can be hand had, but as long as like don't do it on top of your bros or like in the same room that they're like, because a lot of times the bro nights were like, uh, hey, we're people here to like, like, I'm like, I'm yeah. Support the homies or like, we're just kind of like 
this is our one time that we can escape from life. We're just hanging out with our friends, girlfriends or female friends, but we're part, part of the bro nights. Like oh, half, half of the bro nights were fe- like girls, like fucking the bro nights uh, is gender, uh, gender neutral it's gender gathering. <laughs> it is that, irrelevant. That was what, irrelevant. Yeah, but the thing is like, you just, that's, a, that's just, that rose me the wrong way. That's my house. Like if I'm awake, basically, if I'm awake, and, here, 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 here's, here's my justification for this. If I'm awake and I can make out, then you can make out. But if I am not awake to make out, you do not get to make out. That is that is the yeah, lie. I am the king of this castle. No, no. I, know, I think I said my consent. I think I remember you saying did. this shit like back in the day. Did. It's like no one is hooking you up unless I'm hooking Nobody's up. Nobody's hooking right? unless I'm fucking. And I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair rule to establish. <laughs> it's, it's a fair point. It's a if, like I don't get the if, rules. No one gets shenanigans. We knew the rules. Unless we all get shenanigans, or I get shenanigans at least. Yeah. Just like, I think if, it filtered if, it well. Said, hopefully, like, if you want to do this time. stuff, like just don't, like you don't, be here. Almost all of you have cars. Like don't you, be here. You don't, Go outside. Leave and come back. Leave yeah, and come back. I don't care. You, you, you have. I think you said Fuck that a, a few times. Fucking like, car. Hey, just don't. Not in the house. Just, just come back. Just come back. Take a get lap. It out. Get it out. Just come yeah. back. Get it out. I don't care. I get it. Dude. Just not in my house. Not in the house. This is the safety zone. This is this is home base. Okay, changing subjects completely now, though. Yeah. Um, and now for something completely different. Now for something completely different. How do you feel about children? Do you want to have? I always any? wanted a kid. How do you feel? Oh, was, okay. Uh, so, like, uh, in my head, uh, I've always wanted to be a dad. So, like, uh, like, uh, obviously, I'm gonna like. If it happens unexpectedly, great, I'm gonna be there. But uh, it's something that, like, uh, like it's like. A life check mark for me, mm-hmm. a, a milestone for me. Like I want to always like have those those moments, those interactions. Like because like I had a great childhood, and I and I want to like I, I, like I I want to have those experiences, and I want to have like because you never know. Like every every person, every life has a sort of dealt whether or not you. have to word that correctly because that could be <laughs> misconstrued to different uh, meanings um i always sought myself as a dad uh whether or not i spawn a child or not is something different like because like adoption's a thing and like uh the fucking yeah i don't know i just always saw myself as a dad like i even called myself the dad of the friend group like as as you know like mm. if anybody had any problem, I, I would yeah. deal with it. Uh, so like, I always prided myself on like being like that, like fraternal image of the friends. So like, hey, like I'm going to be there for you if you need it. So like, I would always, I, I don't know. It just always seemed like, like yes, I've always known that like hey, you don't have to have a kid. You can always stop. I want to have a kid. I also kind of like after I have a kid, like what am I own? Like I, I'd be open to adoption as well but like I, I don't know i just feel like being a dad has always been one of the end goals in life for me even though i know like some people like uh it's irresponsible bringing them into the world like how it is right now and yada, 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 see see this is this is where i i'm gonna i'm gonna hop in right now because i also yeah, yeah, being a dad is one of my my things i want to be a dad i want to have uh my own kids uh it sounds selfish but it's not really it's you know a biological you know 
compelled, compelling that I want to have kids of my own. You know, I want to have my own kids yeah, like yeah. made after me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I want those kids to interact with my parents, you know, have grandparents and have them have grandkids to play with and also, you know, help yeah, yeah, yeah. bring a human into this world because mm-hmm. it is shitty. Yeah, this world is shitty, but it is also amazing also and great. Yeah, and exactly. if, if we are supposed to you fix it for them, the yeah, and if we don't fix it for our kids, then why the fuck are we still living? If we're just going to give up and say, this world's shitty, let's not bring kids to the world, then fucking die kill everybody right fucking now if life is really not worth bringing kids into this world why aren't you changing the fucking world so that that would be a good thing yeah and why won't you just accept the simple truth that you just don't want kids and that's fine your kid could be the one to save the world yeah and you never know they also could be a fucking drug addict too at the same time i understand that like total fucking risk and here's life is a coin flip yeah, and this is why I, I don't understand people who hate kids. Like, the, like we were we were talking um, about them a little bit a while ago, whether indirectly uh, or not. They, I remember emphatically them saying the entire time, like, oh, I hate kids. I hate kids. Ugh, children. And it's such a fucking elitist, stupid fucking thing to, to say. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong like uh some people like you're the, the the nicknames for kids like the crotch goblins or whatever like you could have like a bratty kid but like that that doesn't necessarily mean it's the kid's fault it could be the parent's fault or like anything mm-hmm. like but a kid being a kid is never inherently wrong mm-hmm. like there's no way to no reason to judge a kid for or hate. There's, so like, there's no reason to hate a kid okay. it is a, such yeah. a stupid thing like or like even like when people they're like kids are stupid I'm like no fucking yeah. shit. No, <gasps> no, they're not geniuses. A blank canvas. <sighs> how? How? How could they not be immediately Mozart? How could they not be immediately, you know, Albert My Einstein? My child was an honor roll student this one semester of the kindergarten. They're a failure, or like they were a failure for not being an honor roll student for the rest of the forever. Like it's just. I don't. Expectations I don't. Expectations put on kids is it's insane. Asinine. It's insane. Like it, it's not fair to the child. Like I remember, like one of the expectations uh, was put on me as a kid. Like, that, like people always thought it was always going to be like the fucking oh yeah, you have to be this supposed to fucking a uh, multiplication times table. Like do hundred problems in under a fucking minute or something like that, or, or some some bullshit like that. Like I remember like like not being good at being able to do things quickly and efficiently for math is why i like word problems because you have to actually think about them um so like that was also an expression to get like hey you have to you have to be fast at this you have to write cursive all these crazy things that people have like always just accepted and then like it took like a hot minute for like even my parents to like really understand it and then like once they did they're like why the fuck are we even doing this because this doesn't make any sense like if it doesn't work for them it doesn't work like no path in in life is linear like Mm. so like why would we judge all kids to the same standard because everybody's different and then these people apparently who hate kids have an an literally impossible standard of perfect little obedient angels which is like they're children they're children they're supposed to mess up that's what life is you you get knocked down you you come back Mm -hmm. up and then you learn from the experience but you know what you know what pisses me off more than anything about people who hate kids they were kids once themselves. 
You were a child once. You were once an idiot. In fact, maybe you still are an idiot. But like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why you would have such disdain for a person who literally does not know. I, I don't, I, I don't get it. Ignorance is bliss, but like failure to educate is worse. I, I, I don't know how. Like, I was trying to figure out how to how to say this. Well, it's because like, yeah, I, I guess I could see like if someone's a bad parent and they let their kid run rampant or something, that's a very different thing. Um, not saying that like you know all parents who let their kids run rampant are aren't good parents either like sometimes yeah. like you could yeah. really no, actually no, have no, a shitty just, kid yeah. like there's always going to be like, an exception to the rules but for the most part yeah. that kid just doesn't know shit and that's just how it is it's because nobody taught them yeah like life is a lesson you gotta fucking teach it yeah life is a lesson i like that how do you feel about people who hate kids? I, I guess I don't, I inherently kind of like, I would have to understand why they hate kids. Like, is it like, are you bringing people into this world kind of thing? Like, as we talked about earlier, like, cause like that does change the world. Like if that's the only reason why you don't like people having kids, then like, let's fix that issue. But if it's like just inherently, like, I don't like people and like, little kid little crotch goblins are like the spawn of, of the worst thing imaginable like literally every other thing in existence does like by the most goblins. natural fucking process natural of thing. kingdom animal here yeah it doesn't make any sense so like fucking i don't know i it, it always confused me like there's like i can People not like liking people having like their own kid is like like oh why aren't you adopting kind of thing like I guess I can understand that more than I would understand somebody blanket hating children for just the fact that they exist not the fact of like oh the planet and yada 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 like those people I guess I can understand a little bit more than people that are like well never repopulate we humanity should be end and like that's that it four oh four don't compute kind of thing yeah. But that's, I guess that's always because I always imagined, because I, I had a good childhood. I had, uh, I've had a good life. I'm, I've been extremely blessed for having friends and family as close as I have. I've, uh, so like if people haven't had, uh, I guess I can understand if people haven't had like uh, good experiences in life that like they would be jaded to like, like I'm inherently broken so I shouldn't bring anything into this world. See, but that's a but that's a different that's a that's a very different emotion to just disliking the idea of children. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the difference between so saying like, like I don't want to like, fuck up my kid, like I've been fucked up, versus I inherently just I call, I, I call exactly. it's crotch goblins, you know. Yeah. Like one of the things that I think was like ugh, that pissed me off is I went on the subreddit and that for uh, no kids, I think, or whatever it's called. Oh, that's a. Oh, it's a toxic as fuck why? place. Like, I just wanted to see their perspective for a bit. And I looked on it and mm. like people were just like complaining about children being children. And it's like, you were fucking stupid I'm as sorry, a kid they once. Had a poopy diaper because they don't know how to take a shit. In a I'm sorry. This kid was shouting because he's fucking excited. He doesn't know how to regulate his emotions in public for your stupid fucking face. Like, I just. It's hip. It's fucking. It's hip, It's hypocritical and stupid and stupid. It's just plain yeah. stupid to me. 
I don't, I don't get it. Okay. But I have one question left and I am not going to ask it until you ask your final question. Oh, I love his final question. Uh, oh, dogs barking. Was, uh, Interesting. Um, we sort of kind of touched upon it, I guess. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just do the second half because we kind of touched upon the first half. Uh, how has uh, the pandemic uh, changed uh, your life personally and how you see it going in the future because of how life has changed because of it? I definitely know that I'm going to keep a few uh, a few habits that I picked up during the pandemic, like for sure. This is being one of them, obviously. Um, I'm going to continue this podcast stuff in the world. I mean, I, I I aim to not like make it, you know, a huge like my my entire existence existence. But like, this is something I still want to keep up. You know, the reason why I'm like streaming is just really just because like, hey, if you want to listen into people come like come conversing, like come hang out. And if you don't, cool, just listen, wait for the podcast episode to come out when it does. But um, I just generally like forcing myself to talk to friends. Um, that is one thing that I'm taking from the pandemic that I am not going to try to put away anymore. I, in fact, like, I feel like I want to have a uh, monthly or semi-monthly or just maybe even annually a bro night where I record this kind of like I do the podcast and I just invite people over and we have, you know, small little Socratic seminars, essentially, of just fucking random shit, just like I had back in the day, because that's. I found myself missing that a whole lot because, you know, you're forced to be in isolation and you're forced to be by yourself a lot of the time. And, you know, you go crazy, you go stir crazy, you go depressed, you get lonely and you get lost in your own thoughts. And like, sometimes people can't get, can't escape their own brain. Yeah. And then this is, and this is, this sucks because I'm an ambivert. I am perfectly content being by myself. There is no problem with me being by myself at all, but I'm also, you know, not intro i'm not introverted i also don't like being completely alone like it's just i i'm okay with being alone but i'd also be happy with hanging out with other people and like because that has been taken away from me like the choice isn't there yeah my choice has been removed so now i i want that a lot more than i used to exactly and that in this in this dealing with all the anxiety and all the pressure all the um apprehension of talking to somebody because I, I you normally get really like feel like I'm really awkward or, or I'm talking too much about things or something whenever yeah. I talk to someone on the show but like you feel like you're taking over the conversation kind of thing. yeah which is you know I've been reassured that it's been fine and stuff like that mm-hmm. but at the same time it's always gonna be nodding at the back of your head it's always gonna be nodding at the back of my head but like I the reason why I'm talking so much is because I'm excited to be talking to someone basically because it's yeah. it's maddening being at my desk and I'm writing, you know, from when I wake up at like eight or something till like maybe even 8 PM, I'm not going anywhere. I've written like, you know, three lines of dialogue maybe, or I haven't like, 
it, yeah, it's even I've worse been... for because you, you might have writer's block, and like sometimes writer's block is fixed by hanging out with somebody. Yeah, and I'm just like just sitting here, like just fucking banging my head against my computer, going, I can't, I can't deal. Um, and so like my writing habit fed into this habit because I force myself to write all the time, and it's to write at least my words for the day. So when I got stuck, you know, those words would still need to be made eventually at some point, somehow. So either you're gonna get them down before a certain time, so you can be free later. Or you're going to be free later or free now, you know, to play with friends or do whatever. But then at night, you're going to be staying up trying to get those words in, basically. Yeah. And so that trade off was really, um, it's really taxing because yeah. it, it is. Taxing. This whole thing is mentally taxing. Yeah. And it's because it's, it's important. I, my writing is important. It's my most important thing in my life. I can't really, I couldn't really work last year, not often. Um, and so, like that was the main focus, the main goal. But then if I'm just, you know, writing all day, day in, day out, 12 hours a day even, or maybe even fucking 16 until I pass out from when I wake up till I pass out. I needed to make sure I still talk to people and still was a friend and, you know, reach out to people that I hadn't talked to in a while and hadn't, you know, essentially been a friend to in a while. So those are the so those are the habits that I'm gonna like keep like the things that I took out of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I took out of the pandemic is you know just staying home. Like, yeah. I don't need to go out. I don't need to go. I don't need to eat out all the time. I've eaten out recently because, at the same time, I'm way too. I was way too busy this week for me to spend time like. Meal prepping, stuff like that. meal prepping and doing uh dishwashing and doing a bunch of other like chores um I, my clothes are still in the fucking dryer i i need to go grab them but yeah i, uh, I have a pile it's like it's kind of the thing like i don't weigh that like stuff it, it, it's as heavily. amazing how many things can be done at home that you that we didn't think could be done before yeah and, it, and it's okay to be at home too and not, you know, feel the pressure to be doing something constantly. Like that's the other thing is that you didn't have to be productive all the time. I force myself to sit and write because I know I have a, uh, a compelling reason to do it. This is a story that's it. been burning in, in, uh, inside of you since I've known you. Like you used mm -hmm. to have journals upon journals of different variations of, of the story have you ever like looked at those old journals to see how like I, how far as a writer you have come i have i sorry there's a fucking fly thing yeah. um actually every single time that i get a new journal i take out all the old journals and i bring them all out and then i take a picture with all of them you know kind of show like this is the family but then i also you know flip through them and see things like where they started off like my first notebook i think has sketches and like doodles of like yeah my alter ego at the back of them um because i was like what yeah. i made it when i was like 14 13 maybe and i was like this yeah. is how i interpreted my mental illness at the time and yeah. then i compare it to now where it's literally just like bits and pieces of like written dialogue or like a description or a log line or a, a synopsis it, it of an idea so more vague over the years yeah, it does become a lot more vague. And the thing that does sadden me, though, is that there was less and less poetry as time goes on inside of it. Yeah, you used to write a lot of poetry. Yeah. But like, that was also, that was partially because, like, like 
this is how I express myself and also partially because like, oh, I'm like sad boy. I need to like, I need to. No, 100%. That's, I was. That's, 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 I need to express myself this way. That's so exactly what it is. It's like, I was sad boy <laughs> galore because I identified with that kind of like intent. Not saying that I don't have that same passion or I don't have that same creativity to write. It's just that like the hopeless romanticism is gone, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I am like the happiest I've ever been. I'm in the happiest relationship I've ever been and <laughs> the longest one I've ever been. Thanks. And like, I love her to death and I can express that in different ways. I often also don't feel the need to do poetry with her because like, I'm not sad yeah. and working through my feelings that I have to put through poetry. Yeah, for you her. don't need the fucking Romeo the shit out of everything anymore. Yeah, because I adore her and she adores me and I don't have to be a fucking... Shakespeare about it anymore and that's I don't know that's both freeing and also it's it's an oddly liberating feeling it's a liberating feeling but at the same time I realized that that's a part of myself that I kind of did like I like being that like romantic ish kind of person yeah, like, and so I've recently I've been trying be I've been trying person, but like you can like you just don't have to put all your energy into because you used to like that literally used to be your entire existence but like now mm-hmm. you can do it like in more meaningful things or like because the longer yeah. relationship, as you know, like just fucking nudging somebody with your shoulder, just to, just to like, like as as like a loving like affection, just like kind of like a, a soft nudge, like tells all of the feelings that you would have had in this this one po- poem that you, like you could have expressed like like agonized over, like I, this ambient p- pentameter needs to be perfect, but like you could just like a nice little little, little tap. Like, you you both yeah. be washing dishes like one washing one drying you just tap look each other smile so that's all that's needed yeah and instead of a giant ass poem yeah but uh wrong. it's not wrong but i also did this year i wrote a gabby a love letter for valentine's day and it was the first time i wrote a love letter or a letter in general in a really really long time and it felt fucking good dude it felt it felt like me yeah. connecting it felt like young me connecting to current me and then, like, finding yeah. that beautiful middle ground of we're happy and in, like, yeah. romantic yeah. mode. And it works because hopeless romantic old so young me was, like, a fucking edgelord. And then me now is not <laughs> necessarily as romantic uh, as that guy. You should have seen this man's haircut and his jacket <sighs> choice when he was writing poetry. Oh, Lord almighty. <sighs> oh, I still like flannels, was- though. <laughs> and oh, v-necks okay. i still I like flannels wore- because i will always wear flannels and v-necks they're my favorite yeah I, fucking, I was almost i almost wore my favorite flannel but like also i was like oh man it's hot in my room. I don't yeah it's, it's really fucking hot i should take off it, my socks but whatever um complete tangent i don't even remember what it was oh, we were just talking about fabrics that you keep with and oh okay most- okay more or less, and, more so, or less the, uh, yeah, I think so. Romanticism, writing every day, doing the podcast, um, reconnecting, reconnecting with people. Yeah. That's part of. I guess that goes hand in hand with the podcast. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and then things I want to lose though is my like my snack gathering habit. You know, because we couldn't go out often, I would have to get like big bags of snacks to dude, hoard dude, over the week. I and have so, like, drawers full of snacks, dude. I feel called out because it's so no, true. dude. I have, it's I have some cookies right here. I was eating some fucking 
cuties. I got my fucking Jesus. I graze. I graze a lot. I don't eat meals. I graze. Which is, I think it's fine because of what the fucking situation the world has been in. But it's really been doing a number on my fucking teeth. (laughs) And I'm like, I I, I just got my wisdom teeth out, so I've been hyper aware of everything that I eat. Oof, that sucks. Or, and, but good for you. Wisdom teeth kind of suck. Um, yeah. Like it's like it's not bad, you know, eating what you want. But the fact that I felt like I could only go once in a while because of the co- because of COVID, I would over get things. And because it's, it's right it's here, forcing it's available. Upon us. Yeah, it's like if you don't, you know, if you weren't good with moderation beforehand, because I, I, I have not eaten as much candy in my life as I have during the pandemic. Oh yeah. Full stop. It's very it's very tough to yeah. get that kind of like balance correct. Yeah. I think I found it. I'm trying not to get I'm trying to get candy as often as I get Cheetos, which is whenever someone buys me it. That's kind of how I'm <laughs> how I'm gonna, you know, justify oh. things now. Because like it's yeah. like I can't tell myself like, oh, I'm never gonna have it because it's not true. But then I was like, all right, I'm going to externalize it and be like, this is uh, what's going to happen. You can only get hot Cheetos when someone buys it for you or in case of something big and important or yeah, something that you like feel a, is big and important. Yeah, birthdays, holidays, mm-hmm. like major holidays kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's a treat yourself kind of thing. It's not like I don't have, exactly. to have it all the time because I used to have it all the time because we used to have it all the fucking time. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was not healthy. <laughs> it's still not healthy. Like weekly, bi-weekly. All right. Who's got the cases of Mountain Dew today? Who gets the hot Cheetos? Who gets the nuggets? Who gets the fries? The nuggets. <laughs> Speaking of nuggets, I have some right here, and I'm probably going to eat them once we're done. Anyways. Some chicken nuggets. Some chicken nuggets. Okay. Have I, uh, did I answer your question yeah. adequately yeah. enough? All it's, right. In spades. All right. This is the last question. What gets you out of bed every morning besides your alarm? Um, see, it's like some people have like a, a drive to do things all the time. Like I, I like being me and like whether like I take my time to get out of bed or like I wake up and like I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need to do this. Like it's, it's hard to really put in the words. Like I, like inherently I was like, oh, I have responsibilities and stuff like that like i know how to do this i have friends family and like talking to people and like i i get out of bed because i want to get out of bed you know like i don't i don't feel any extra desire to get out uh, out of bed like uh any need to get out of bed like i want to get out of bed because i want to get out of bed like i want like today's a new day whether i do anything with it or not is my prerogative but i gotta give it the fucking fair shake and if i choose not to get out of bed that day i choose to have a lazy day it's because i choose it not because some force outside or my brain telling me like you you don't deserve to get out of bed today like i've always like it's it's something that like because like i've I've never been like i've I've been like seasonally depressed or like after breakup depressed or like just kind of like super stressed depressed but like i've never like been like depressed depressed and like so like it's a little harder for me to like say say this uh uh because some people really have those problems of like like getting out of a out of bed every day is is an inherent struggle but like i i get out of bed because i choose to get out of bed like is the best way to say it there's i i don't 
think about doing it, I just do. Then as someone who, especially during the pandemic, sometimes struggled to find a reason to get out of bed, why even get out of bed? Because each day is a chance to start over. Something that, like, if I didn't like what I did yesterday or, like, I could have done something better, I'm going to try to do that, I guess. That's inherently, because, like, I, I try to view every day like that, like, whether or not, like, like uh, every day is a new day. Like, yes, I have things to do on, on this day. If I, if I do, I'm awesome. If I don't, whatever. Uh, I live with those consequences of uh, the lack of filling up, filling, uh, rising to those expectations and responsibilities I've set to myself or other people set to me. But if I have a chance to do something, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fall, have life carry me to whatever I gotta do. So uh, if uh, I don't get out of bed, I don't get out of bed. But like I, I those days are far. Uh, in between then the day and then every day that I choose to get out of bed whether I whether I complain about it or not is completely <laughs> but you'll get out I of bed can, because I can, you... I can, I'll get out of bed because I gotta get out of bed all right so there's no I like choose, I choose to get out of bed all right but there's no like big compelling thing no, pulling you out like, of bed I, not that I could contextualize like if there is some great force and I realize that like awesome but i i guess uh uh, it's totally fine to not have an answer i'm only asking because like i'm trying to think of like what my answers would be to this question if i asked myself essentially right uh there was a great line out of kung fu panda as children's movies have some of the greatest quotes the past the past the the tomorrow is unknown that's why today uh the today is called the present life's a gift kind of thing. i don't that might that's not the exact quote but like today the today is called the present because life is a gift so i i'm i woke up and whether what i do with is something i choose to do and i i'm not going to turn down this gift kind of thing All right. It's pretty deep for me, I know. Yeah. I get out of the bed so I can take a shower. <laughs> no. Uh, Sometimes you just got to take that big shit. You're like, oh. Honestly, yeah. like half the time, if I didn't have to go to the bathroom in the morning, I would probably you stay in. So I would probably sleep in. <laughs> but those, oh, yeah, those days are walk. sometimes. It's not like every day i have to wake up and shit or like every yeah. day i wake up it's, because i have to shit it's more like yeah i think i think i kind of try to do the same thing that you just said which is like yeah i feel and you should unfortunately as fucked up as this is to say even if you're struggling with this getting your day started is the most important thing that you can do even when you're depressed yeah. because if you stay in bed and you don't do anything in bed you're just going to your mind and body are going to wellow in something and being active or moving around or something. And you're going to want the thing that's holding you down. Yeah. And then you're going to want to be making up for lost time from staying in bed. And you are going to feel that whether or not you want to actually real quick. And yeah. And then once you, whether or not you actually like 
comprehend that you are either going to be staying up later or you're going to be like, you know, feeling guilty for not having utilized that time earlier in the morning. And it's one of the most tough things to do, but like the easiest thing to do is to just start. Yeah. You put one foot in front of the other. And some people's like my, my mornings are a lot of people's afternoons. Like, cause like I work nights a lot. So like when I naturally wake up, I might, they might be 10 or 10 to 12, like depending on just how late I worked or stayed up doing other stuff. I'm a natural night owl. So like I can easily be a morning body, but like my body and my lifestyle just allows me to be a night owl. But that doesn't, that's not knocking. Like if that, if you are a night owl and you, and you're forcing yourself to get out of bed at like fucking nine in the morning, because that's what everybody else says. Like it's time to start your day kind of thing. Like if you don't, if that's not your lifestyle, that's not how like, you have to do it. yeah, like, like start like, morning. yeah. Like do things how you want to do them. I, I, I've realized that I'm more of a night owl throughout the pandemic. Well, cause like, you know, I had the time to experiment with my fucking schedules. I realize I write better when it's nighttime. I talk like this when it's nighttime and yeah. can I blame bro nights? Cause I'm going to say they're 100% the reason why I think I'm a night owl, but like, it's, know, it's I, a somewhat comfort thing. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's calmer. I would say it's calmer than mornings. Mornings are bustling and busy. And this is not just cause I had a yeah. fucking commute to SJSU every day, but like, it's it's not as fucking loud. It's not as crowded. Which could be a best thing or a curse to some people. Like, yeah. Uh, if you need to always have something like going on, or like some people, like I've had friends who have always had to have Netflix on, like just so like there's something there, some white noise, and like sometimes the night uh, nighttime is the most terrifying thing because it's silent, mm. or your mind is allowed to like sit and relax. For me, that's that's comforting to me. Like mm. granted, like a bunch of my friends are also night owls, so like that's just our day so like yeah and then to add about days too like being productive isn't tied to you know hours really not anymore tie it tie it to projects tie it to like effort being done i would say if anyone's listening and needs kind of guidance i guess i always kind of say this i don't know who the is actually listening to my advice cool thanks um take it with a grain of salt everybody take take everything i say with a grain of salt never believe i am a messiah do not idolize people (laughs) never idolize people i am not to be idolized i am your friend i am not your idol evidence go back to the cult part we were talking about earlier yeah go back to the cult part don't follow someone because they sound like they're making sense do it because you agree with them of your own volition um but anyways a day is it's not tied to productivity, I would say. Cause like I, cause it's very different. Like productivity is defined very differently for different people. Like for me, being productive was getting my 200 words for someone else. It's literally like, I got to go to work and I got to get my I gotta nine get to five on. Yeah. And that's fine. But like, I could not care less about have not have about having not worked like a strict schedule throughout most of the pandemic, because that's not what my, yeah focus is that's not what my intent with yeah. life is yeah your life is different than somebody else's life mm-hmm. so like obviously your definition of uh your day is going to be different like so like your prerogative moral of the story get out of bed get that bread whatever that bread is whether it's dutch crunch french bread wheat get that bread However you define your favorite bread.
I have a candle coming in that's bread flavored or bread bread scented. Flavored? You're gonna eat your candle? Oh yeah. Wax delicious. 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 <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's supposed to be uh, warm, fresh bread. So if that's your bread, get that bread. But uh, that's one of the breads that's coming in for me. That sounds pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So it's gonna smell like a bakery in your house or something. Yeah, so like uh, it's one of those like Disney esque themed candles. So like all this, like I have scents that are like based for like distant parts of the. This one uh, is Pirates Life. It's based. It literally smells like if I'm going down fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. That is wild. They captured that in the smell. Yeah, dude. uh, That sounds uh, really really relating things uh, through your nose is uh, is. Uh, oh, it's, it's yeah, it's it's one choice. of the most uh, it's one of the uh, most powerful senses to connect to memories. Yeah, so if you can connect that, it's then like, boom, you feel so wild. So like smelling this, like me and my family, we we, we lit it because I I saw it, I was like, oh, that can't be right, that can't be true, and then I lit it, and then like we instantly everybody was like, holy shit, it feels like I literally just got off the ride because that's how tight for my family. Whenever we went to Disneyland, the few times we went to Disneyland. We ever literally span that right. Wanted to get out of heat too. We love pirates and like pirate themed stuff. So like having that deep emotional connection to this this one singular ride and having a smell that is almost exactly like it or pretty close to it to the fact that it connects our brain to it is so cool. But yeah, the, I think that is so things. wild. I don't have many yeah. candles, mostly because like I I'm not scared. I play with fire. I also got the candles a lot during the pandemic. That <laughs> that makes sense. That. You know, maybe I might get a candle for here too because it smells like my fucking ass whenever I'm here. Because you know, I'm fucking <laughs> in here all the fucking time. On on your goddamn stank. Yep. Trust me, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for everybody else. This is exactly how uh, like the ending parts of Bro Nights would be. Like people are just nonsensical, just kind of rambling. There might be a video game or two in the background. Everybody has a sugar high because we just ingested five cases of Mountain Dew. But like, it's also like with it or without it, it's just like, just being in one of our friends' presence is just like looking at them, just fucking just like, <laughs> I can't even look at you now without laughing. <laughs> but yeah, a, so, these are the wonderful things too, I think. The, these are the wonderful things in life to have this, that level of connection after so many years like, I haven't seen him. Yeah. And like being still new and have this connection. It's it's phenomenal. I love it. You know, you yeah, I'm sending you all the information to connect. I mean, I adding you to the Discord, Steam, etc. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Gotta to remember to do that. Okay. Well, it was great talking with you, Mason. It's it's been phenomenal talking with you, my friend. I'm glad you came on. Thank you for coming on. Um, thank you for having me have a good night I hope you all enjoyed hearing us talk you can support the spoken mist by sharing your favorite episodes with your friends and family if you want to send your own questions discuss something either of us said or come on the show send me an email at thespokenmisc at gmail.com or you can send me a message on social media at thespokenmisc or to yours truly at franniaa on everything follow the show on twitch at twitch.tv slash thespokenmisc and ask to join our discord server thank you all for listening and I'll see you on the next show